Aw, there it goes. Everybody look up and watch out. It's Keep Up with Sylvan Singh. I'm here with the rest of the Keep Up crew. Let's get into some motherfucking shout-outs. It's time for some motherfucking shout-outs. Here we go. My homegirl, Serena, from the Zona, not the Rona. She is from downtown L.A. as well. She is an actor of the Great Guild. I love her. You will love her. If you've seen Wonder Darkly that is in movie theaters right now or on demand, you've seen her. So give a nice little welcome to Serena Laney. And, uh, yeah, who is your shout-out this week, please? Yay! Uh, my shout-out is to Studio 24-7 in Hollywood. Um, yeah. <laughs> hi, guys. They're great. Hey. They're wonderful. They are. They are. Um, yeah, like I said, check out her IMDb. Um, they are instrumental, just as, like, everybody else. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of her more prominent roles. But first, we're going to get into what happened in politics this week. What the fuck happened? Here we go. That is so cool, by the way. Like, I don't really have that many friends where I could be like, yeah, you're more prominent roles. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's mostly like, oh, well, you know, like your extra bits or something like that, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, you're mm-hmm. more, more prominent roles. Yeah. Sorry, I'm like, I'm like geeking out over here. I'm like geeking out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Not so, a little bit. Self-pardon. Who does that? The guy that you voted for, probably. Not me. I didn't I didn't vote for him. Not that, like, my vote was, like, really that dope anyway. It don't, It hasn't been dope since Obama, but, like, in between them, like, I was trying to make history again with the first lady, and uh, that didn't happen. She was a little corrupt, but she was no more corrupt than anybody else. I say that all the time, so I had no real problem. It's just that she did my man Bernie fucking dirty, just like Elizabeth Warren, man. So I, will, I don't know if I'll ever forgive Hillary and Elizabeth Warren ever again for that. But, um, oh, did I put the wrong link? I thought I thought this was a self-pardon link. Where's the self-pardon? Here we go. Okay. Uh, 68% on an ABC News poll oppose his self-pardon power. Uh, we don't know because nobody's ever done it before. Uh, pardon powers, if for anybody that knows, uh, have pretty much unlimited reach. You can pretty much pardon your parrot. You can pardon anything. So Trump has uh, not really done too many illegal things. I know that we, and I, I'm not a fan of him at all, but um, but he definitely doesn't do anything traditional. So that's why a lot of people are afraid that he will pardon himself. He'll pardon his family just in case. And it's, I mean, I don't blame him, to be honest, to be thinking about it at least because well, he's corrupt, but, you know, keep it consistent anyway. But, um, yeah, they've done some crazy-ass shit, the insurrection, all that kind of stuff. And he and they're, they're really after him. Letitia James in New York, they're, they're cut, the Southern District of New York, like one of the most famous districts in America. They have I already saw that. They have already made it known that they have, like, real criminal cases with his tax records, all that type of shit. Serena, how do you feel about all this? I... I honestly had no idea that it was even a possibility. Like when the story broke out about him possibly considering pardoning himself, the I, like the news was coming out with like, oh, he might potentially like step down in order for Mike Pence to step up and then pardon him, like turn around and pardon him. Like which seemed like the only really legitimate way he would be able to get pardoned. Like I had no idea it was an executive power, to be honest, um, to like just pardon yourself. Um, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's going to happen. I feel like he's definitely going to pardon his family members if he hasn't already done that. But that also says like, isn't that like a federal level power? So he would be able to pardon on the federal level, but states like Georgia, um, obviously you mentioned New York, like they could go after him for like state crimes. Like, is that right? Okay. I believe so. And Letitia James said that on Twitter and in her press conference. And shout out to my friend Andrew Smith. He might be a guest on the show soon. We will not be talking about this. So try to etch it in now because, we like, if he's here, you will not know that that, that happened. I will not be mentioning that at all. But <laughs> he is on that case with Letitia James, and she shouted him out. He is the one where they pulled down his mask and they maced him while he was uh. up un, unprovoked. Uh, and then from what I see in the, and I, he's my friend too. So like, you know, maybe it's biased, yeah. but uh, I don't, I have never seen him and he's worked in education for a long time. He's an esteemed fellow. Yeah. And, uh, and then they bragged about it right after. So he is in a, rightfully so he is taking action against them. So again, we will not be talking about that then. Yeah. Just let you know. But yeah, um, yeah no, like, uh, and I, and I feel bad that like uh, you were near the protest. We were talking about that in the pre-meeting. Uh, it, again, it was, it's necessary, and it's weird because I wouldn't say this again. That a lot of conservatives that have spoken to me, uh, they go, "Well, uh, everybody's protesting. What about like lockdowns and mess? Blah blah blah." And I was, and at the time, maybe, I don't know if I regret it, and I don't know. Again, I think I wouldn't say it again. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to be like, "Well, I think racism kills more than a virus." To be honest. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't expect them to understand that. That might have been a waste. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's, that's how I felt at the moment. I don't know if I feel like that now. We've lost a lot of family members because I don't want to discount anybody's life. You know, like one of my friends or my family members that have lost someone. Uh, yeah. I haven't lost anybody in my immediate family, I don't think. Uh, but definitely close. Definitely pretty close. It's come too, way too close for comfort. So, yeah. again, I don't uh, – I don't want anybody getting lynched, and I don't want anybody dying out of uh, an autoimmune deficiency. I don't want that either. So, right, Shit. yeah, yeah. No, it it is crazy, and it's it is one of those hard things because you want to be well. First off, like no one it, alive at this point has gone through a pandemic like this. Like, let's say you know the last time was the Spanish flu, right? And most, mm-hmm. most, if not all people went through that. Yeah. yeah. Are, are dead or, you know, maybe they don't remember it at all. Cause it was a hundred right. years ago. Um, so we, no one in, in modern times like understands how to go about it uh, or how the experience is supposed to be. And like, we can listen to, you know, government, bodies who tell us like what to do and you know uh how to do it but i mean usually like people are just like unless there's like a bear running at you you know like you don't see the danger in bears like attacking you right like except for leonardo dicaprio yeah 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 like first experience i'd be a little indifferent to that yeah yeah but you know i I feel you on that i feel you though yeah, it's a different thing, and I I can't fault anyone for for being upset about like any of the you know 
like the prevalent systemic racism in the country that obviously like came to a head last summer. It, I can't fault anyone for, for wanting to step out in the streets and like protest for that. Um, yeah, it's just really hard because it's like we're in the middle of a pandemic and, and from what I saw, like everyone that I saw go out into the streets for the protests, they were like masked up. So I feel like at least they they were conscious enough of that, you know, and it's completely different from people who are like stepping out and being like they're taking my rights away because they want me to put on a mask like that's like. That drives me crazy. I know. Trying to get Orwellian on us. Yeah. Which does not make sense. (laughs) Right. I know. And I hate people that quote uh, Orwell. I'm just like, stop it. Stop it. Like, I love your your book spread right there. But I guarantee you if I did that for most of the people that try to say 1984, I guarantee their whole book space is just Harry Potter. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. (laughs) Like they found the Orwell on like the the website, like on a Exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Please. They know nothing about it. Know nothing about literature, assholes. Yeah. Um, lowest approval ratings. We knew this, but now he's at like 28%. He's like around 28, 29%. It just keeps dipping lower and lower. Um, this is according to CNN. So this is like his little enemy uh, site. So, uh, you know, if you don't believe in CNN, tough shit. But uh, yeah, most of them have uh, reported this. A majority, 54%, ought to be said that he should be removed. He should remove before January 20th. That is really bad. Um, for me, again, I did not vote for him. I don't like him. But um, that must be really bad to, like, know that you voted for someone that got impeached twice, that yeah. the American people and his constituents and his colleagues do not want him in here that bad that, like, he can't even get to the inauguration. Right. Wow. Like, even yeah. Bush made it. Obama made it. Um, you were talking about we were we were talking about pardons. You know, uh, Gerald Ford is the one that pardoned uh, Nixon. I don't think Bill Clinton got pardoned at all. Um, I know Jared Kushner's dad got pardoned. I know that happened. But uh, anyway, yeah. How do you feel? Uh, do do you um, do you have any family members that are in denial of the election still? And are they also in denial of these approval ratings? Do they think that this is also fixed? Yeah, that is a really good question. I have, I do have some, you know, on my dad's side, they're all from Georgia. So we do have some like extended family that are very like into Trump um, and, and believing that whatever happened in the election was uh, not legal. Um, But we don't really talk to that side of the family as much. Um, (laughs) It, it It is really hard. I, I do see, like, a lot, and this is another thing. Like, I don't know how much you jump on Facebook and, like, do the doom scrolling, but I do have some friends who are, or, like, old coworkers who are legitimately, like, intelligent people, and then they they keep pushing, like, the conspiracy theories. Who on? QAnon, and then even, like, doubling down on the the – you know, the insurrection, you know, saying, oh, it was Antifa. And, like, it makes no sense from all kinds of levels to say that and then say, I still support the fact that they wanted to protest and push in. And it's like, okay, so are they Antifa or are they supporting Trump and they 
are like pushing for the insurrection because Trump told them that this whole election was a lie. Like it can't be both. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just really weird to see that. But it's nothing. No one's like no one's close enough to me that I can like actually talk to them and be like, hey, let's be real. Like what? How are you feeling? Why did you come to this conclusion? You know, because again, like legitimately intelligent people um, that that somehow have fallen into a like a misinformation trap. I feel like. Yeah, but. I definitely felt that vibe. You had a very mixed vibe at your wedding party, and mm-hmm. uh, I there was this one person that was trying to bait me into is an Israel uh, conversation. Oh and, really? Uh, yeah, it didn't happen. It, like we talked about it briefly, but like I noticed that he was trying to beat me in, and I was just like, "No, I'm good. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Never mind." Like I, I, I want this to be recreational. I don't need this. Yeah. To be whatever. I don't. I didn't know what his motive was. Oh well. Right. Well, I apologize uh, on behalf of that. That was no, supposed to be a wedding. No, where everybody oh my god! <laughs> I'm a big boy. It's all good. I can navigate yeah, through those. Uh, so. Wow, even more statistics. Mis- misinformation, according to Vox and some other other outlets, is down by 70%. I don't know if anybody's shocked about that. Are you shocked about that, Serena? Oh, my God, I'm not shocked about it. And I I only wish that, like, it could, like, spread out into more. I feel like fact checkers should just keep going and keep pushing. Um because the less it's out there, it's like it's like everybody believes like whatever is on the internet is true, and it's just so wrong to think about that because you're not you're not thinking critically at that point. You're just like swallowing information even if it's incorrect. Um, so the fact that it's like down that much, like I love it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, right, and we didn't even say the the cause. Um, it, I think a lot of people know it's because he is banned on pretty much all social media platforms. Uh, yeah. Mr. Matz, the founder of Parler, was in a uh, interview. I I was reading on Business Insider, and he said the biggest reason why Amazon uh, dropped him after Apple and Google services did is because he had tried to become user X. He was trying to negotiate with Parler to become user X after he had been banned and he wanted to be user X on Twitter and he was trying to orchestrate that and he was just trying to be like, I don't know, it was like some, he was trying, he was trying to do some bullshit and Jared Kushner supposedly was the one that put a stop to that. He was like, dude, you are not making shadow accounts on different platforms, you dumb fuck. Like That is crazy. Right, and if Jared Kushner is trying to like this guy almost started another Palestine fucking Israel war, and right, and he's only like bragging about like countries that don't even like give a fuck about any of that either. To be honest, yeah, like yeah. talk to me about like Jordan or like Egypt, places that actually want to like you know not that they should. I'm not trying to like you know incite violence. Yeah, um, places that actually want to blow up Israel like that, mm-hmm. I will be impressed. Not Saudi Arabia that's like already like in cahoots with us. Not a place yeah. that like fucking just let women drive like like four years ago. I don't give a shit about Saudi Arabia and and Bahrain and all that. Get the hell out of here. Anyway, my bad. My bad. Um, back on to some more positive news. Uh, you know, some people don't think it's positive because you know she did uh, put a lot. She did lock up a lot of people. But what prosecutor doesn't? Name me a prosecutor that doesn't like throw people in jail. Like like we talked in the pre meeting. It sucks that people of color have to be something else. You know what I'm saying? I know, and on the show, I've had guests where we've talked about Obama, and I say it's sad, too, on his part, that, like, he can't, like, oh, he um, he deported all these people, he sent drones and blah, 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 and I'm like, what did he do different than any other president? I thought that was part of the job. I, like, 
I don't like, you know, I don't love to deport people. Don't get me wrong. But if I was yeah. president, I, I would probably have to deport people. Like, that's not something I agree with. But, like, you know, that's not something – I would probably get impeached if, like, I didn't deport anybody. <laughs> like, if I deported zero people, like, if I just let people flood into the country. Yeah. It's just unrealistic sometimes where, like, people's ideals – like, mine, I have ideals. But sometimes they just don't match up with reality. Sometimes, like, in, including mine, including my own, including yours. So it's just it's just weird. But um, Kamala Harris, back to the point – she resigned from the Senate. There was a lot of conspiracy theorists out there that were trying to say because of uh, Sidney Powell and fucking Giuliani and all these guys that, uh, like, basically she was waiting until the coast was cleared. Like, basically, like, until all the court cases had superseded. So she called up Gavin Newsom and now and, – uh, and she's going to be sworn in by Sotomayor for the inauguration. She will be our first – Female vice president, I wish we were saying president, to be honest. I know that, like, a lot of people are like, Vince, don't be greedy. But I'm like, greedy? We've been around this country for fucking 500 years. What do you mean greedy? Get the hell out of here. So, again, I wish we were saying our 30th fucking female vice president. And I wish we were saying, like, our 50th fucking, well, 50th. We're not even up to our 50th president. But still. <laughs> but again, I, I would like I said, and I'm 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 big on board for Andrew Yang. I'm all about diversity, man. I really am. Like I don't want somebody that's like, let's say that like there was a tie between you and some other white person, some just like vanilla white person. And uh, but if they like, if you were worse than them, like I wouldn't want I wouldn't want you to progress. But like if you were about the same, I'm going for diversity. I'm going for like either the woman. I'm going for the person of color or something like that because. It's not enough just to bring a talented person. I need someone for the culture. I need someone to bring other perspectives. I need yeah. someone, yeah, like there's a lot of these laws out there that are against women, that are against gays. We were talking about, you were talking about the pandemic before. A lot of people would dispute and say that the HIV AIDS um, is not even done yet, and it's still a pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Ebola, all those type of things. A lot of people consider those. And uh, we we really missed the ball on that. Uh, like millions of people died in the oh, AIDS yeah. pandemic, in the AIDS epidemic. Like it was crazy. So, yeah, yeah. That I was long winded on that one, but yeah. I'm very happy that Harris is about to get sworn in. How do you feel about that? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I. It, it is one of those things where you said, you know, you were ready to vote in our first female president and I will say I did vote for Hillary as well and I I remember before it all went crazy on that day it it's so it's so uh vivid to me like how how much it would mean to see a woman up there cuz what what are your, what you're saying is like it's good to have diversity not just for a different perspective but so that that can be reflected for other people. Mm-hmm. Like I've never considered becoming president. I don't think, I don't know if it would have changed if maybe there were more women presidents, but I just knew it was never an option just because I was like, well, that's a, an old white guy. That's, you know what I mean? And it, it and I think it's it hits. Very sad. It's still sad to hear even now. It's still right. very sad. Even though it's yeah. more of a reality, like it's still, it's so sad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's changing, right? Like, yeah, it is. It is. It, it is. You know, Slowly and painfully. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm excited for it. it. It, it's going the right direction as slowly as it is. Um, I think this is a, this is a win for history for sure. Nice. I am so jealous of your lighting. 
They're great lighting. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, the inauguration, uh, Trump will not be there. That's the big highlight of that one. Sorry. Um, I don't really have that much uh, to report on that. Um, have you, uh, have you ever thought about attending an inauguration one day? Obviously not this one. Um, it's okay. Sleepy Biden will not, uh, see, see us in the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest, like, I don't like standing for too long, oh, and I get bored. <laughs> and I went for a couple of Catellas with this uh, person. She doesn't like standing too long. Well, listen, like, I was dancing. I got you to were, sit you the were. Grass. Like, there was, there's a lot of, you know, activity. But, um, and just being in a crowd for a really long time, I just tend to stay away from stuff like that. It, it, but, you know, that is a life experience to do that. I mean, have you gone? Have, will you ever go? Or... I almost went when I was working for Major League Baseball. Um, it was a it was a nonprofit affiliate, so um, they had rules, and so they considered that protesting. They considered that. Um, so I was just like, I just won't wear, I just won't wear like their gear and stuff like that, and they just they didn't want to risk that. That's interesting. Yeah, so I did not go. I wanted to go for Obama. I would have cried. Um, yeah, it's weird because I was watching this documentary called Uncle Tom, and it was about uh, like Candace Owens and Leo Terrell and um, yeah. a lot of those uh, black conservatives, uh, Mark tu- uh, Mark Tamer. Uh, there's a lot of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it was interesting. It didn't make me feel any differently about them. Um, I do, I do think that there are a lot of there are a lot of black conservatives that are wrongly labeled that, mm-hmm. but as far as the people that were in it, they they are. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, what was my point? What was my point? Um, sorry. Oh, oh, my bad. Even them, even them, the hardcore conservatives, even those people that I've seen make literal statements about Obama, yeah. they admitted that when he got it, um, when he got nominated, didn't matter where they were. I think Candace Owens might have been a Democrat at the time. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. But she said she cried, and they all said it. They all said it. they so they all said they cried. They all said it was a significant part of history. They all said that they were in jubilation, and it didn't matter what party they were in. And that's how I felt, too. That's exactly how I felt. And that's how I would have felt for Hillary, too, to be honest. I would have felt yeah. the same way because um, I, I not I, like I hate seeing underdog because, like, I, I don't want it to be, like, some film, like, cliche or something like that. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I just want representation. I just want representation. I want Native Americans out there. I want the Filipino like community out there. Mm-hmm. I want like I want them all making decisions about our lives. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't want like you said the same old white guy making decisions for me. Right. Yeah. It's very, it's very boring. That's great. Do you think that maybe like how would how would Tupac feel about it? You know, like the day of Obama's inauguration. I always think about that. Like whenever I hear a song, I'm like, man, what would he think? And like not to trivialize any of that, but like. No, not at all. Probably, you know, probably he, he was like, uh, Serena, it's all in my song changes. That's I know. Life. <laughs> literally the lyric that I'm thinking like oh, Tupac <laughs> like right? if you just see, if you could just see, I mean, obviously the, the country is still in, in, has a lot of work to do, um, but but he would be just, perfect in this time. You're right. He would be making beautiful art at this time, and I'm not I even a big totally fan agree. of his rap. I, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of like his albums. I'm a big fan of his songs and stuff. But I've never considered him like a punchline rapper. But like you said, like when it comes to 
moments of, of clarity in times of chaos, he he's perfect to go to. Perfect for yes. poetry. I totally agree. He would be great for this time. Yeah. Um, like I said, Giuliani is on the impeachment team. Uh, after the election, McConnell is going to take up the Senate. There's rumors that he's going to vote to impeach him as well. Was Cheney? She faced <laughs> she faced a, a contest from her own party for uh, for stating that she was going to vote for his impeachment. They're yeah. also asking for Ted Cruz to resign. So uh, uh, Senator Haley um, yeah. from Missouri. Um, yeah, man. Do you do you feel like this is right? Because I was speaking to one of my conservative friends. And he was like, well, whenever you disagree with a liberal, um, they try to throw you in jail. There was, And to me, again, I don't want to adulterate your opinion. Um, I was just well, well, like, I, well, name a time you didn't break the wall like when that happened. You know what I'm saying? Dinesh D'Souza, a lot of people were like, well, well on the other side, like, oh, well, Obama, he, like, you know, he threw him in jail. I'm like, well, show me where he didn't break the law. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, if you don't break the law, Democrats, liberals, it doesn't matter. Independents. Uh, fucking uh, Ross Perot. No, they can't throw you in jail if you don't commit something. I've never. We're not Russia. I haven't seen where someone didn't commit a crime. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't OJ. It ain't. <laughs> 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 right, and even that's in a reasonable doubt. Man, it could have been his son. It yeah. Been, right. It could have yeah. been Mark. Like who knows? Yeah. How do you feel about all that, Serena? I know it was heavy. It was heavy. But how do you feel about all that? Yeah, there there is a lot to unpack, I think. Um, obviously, I don't agree with with Holly. Like, I just keep thinking, like, that photo of him with his, like, fist in the air, like, during Ooh. the protests. Holly, the senator from Missouri. Oh, Holly, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yes. he – I feel like it's so – That was bad, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You can't get rid of that memory. No, yeah, you can't be like, well, no, I was just, I was, I saw like a friend from across, the, and I was like, hey, friend, we went skiing together. Like, there's no way that that picture could have been misconstrued as something other than what it was. And it is really complicated. I, in my anger, would love to see them resign. Um. Because to to interrupt like a process of government, and or to be on the sidelines to to push misinformation only for their own political gain. Because really, what is the point beyond that political gain, right? Like, I just think I, if they're not doing it for themselves and to further their own careers they're really the information isn't there obviously to like to overturn like our electoral system and I just think it's really funny to have these people be like well we have questions and let's push and tell people that we have questions about this like process no answers are ever good enough by the way I know you're right. right. They always ask questions. I'm allowed to ask questions. Why won't you let me ask questions? Go ahead. Right. But then four years ago, the Electoral College literally voted someone who did not have the majority of votes. And where were our questions? Like, we, like I saw a post about, like, when Democrats lost four years ago, you know, they, like, they wore pink hats and donated to Planned Parenthood. 
Like that's what we did, you know, like not to like lump myself into, you know, I feel like I'm pretty moderate and I kind of like Mm -hmm. try to see all sides, but I was upset at that. And, And for people who don't have any reason and to have people in power to push that misinformation, I feel like I just don't know what he could be charged with or what they could be charged with. Um, I would like to see them step down, though, honestly. Inciting a riot? <laughs> causing insurrection? Yeah, like, you're not allowed to incite a riot. Like, that's not right. that's not okay. But it's, like, where the evidence for that, it's, at least it for is the Holly, you're right. yeah, it's, like, it where, you know. It is. So. You're, you're absolutely right. And um, so when it comes to resigning, and I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to level it, but Al Franken, uh, Michael Weiner. Uh, I just feel like Republicans, it doesn't matter what they do. They could be like, they could make Roman Polanski type crimes. Yeah. And if, if all they have to do is just deny it, deny it, just like Trump. That's why it was, they love Trump because Trump, that's all he did. He would just be like, well, uh, he said he didn't do it. So, uh, he told me that and he told me so. And he went <laughs> yeah. on, we went on the side and we talked about it again and he said that he didn't do it. So like, you know, that's, that's good enough for me. And so Republicans were just like, finally, God damn, someone who's just like, someone who doesn't like talk like CNN. Like to me, it's just like, I'm guilty until I say I am, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm innocent until I tell you otherwise. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no. So again, those were real. I, I feel like, Franken should have resigned. I feel like Wiener should have resigned, mm-hmm. but the Republicans never know. They never, they're a little tone deaf when it comes to that kind of shit because I, me personally, I would have never done what Ted Cruz did. Uh, it's funny because he was one of the lawyers. He was one of the counsel for the, uh, the election uh, during uh, Al Gore and Bush. He was on Bush's uh, counsel. Mm-hmm. And so you would think, you would think such a landmark case uh, and to be honest, like, even though I felt like that was rigged, uh, I felt like they did everything according to the law, at least, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, even though it was rigged, at least they abided by the law. At least they didn't like do it like illegally and shit like that. When this, when it got to the Supreme court and Scalia said, which I totally disagreed with, but at least it got there. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least it got there. And yeah. he said that he didn't want to embarrass the country. Like who, what, what would he be saying now? He didn't want to embarrass the country. Uh, to li- Ill- illegitimize the election. That's what he said in his uh, in his decree. Yeah. He didn't want to do that. And, and counting those last votes in Florida, the Kang Chads would have did that. What the fuck? Like, how the hell did we go from that to here? I know. Yeah. No, it's 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 insane. I I feel like anyone who. And this might not be for all people who have voted for Trump and who still support him, but I feel like a lot of them, like, it gets to a point where you don't have to. It's not like a football team or a basketball team. You don't have to go hard for this person till you die. You know, like, they're there because you elected them, and then they're gone when it's their time. Like, he's not a king. You know, we don't have to... We don't have to stick with him and like double down on all of all of what he says. Like even when there's like obvious evidence that he's lying, um, it is really it's an it's an interesting time, and uh, I'm just excited for these next few months to just kind of like ease him out of maybe my news, maybe my Twitter feed. I don't know. 
Maybe not. Maybe he's going to be bigger than ever. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I, it is dangerous to censor anyone, uh, mm-hmm. even if it's a private platform. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. continue to say that. But you're right, man. It is beautiful on Twitter. It's like <laughs> it's like when um, when Bloomberg and I think uh, yeah, I think Bloomberg did it a couple times. He uh, he made like some restrictions on some cars, so he would like do non congestion days or something like that, and he would like ban certain type of vehicles or like taxis or something like that. He would like ban them for like a day, yeah. And you would see. Again, obviously that doesn't benefit everybody. That wasn't that cool for you know everybody. But um, you saw the clear difference, or 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 when they go on strike. Let's get to that actually. So that's non controversial. When they go on strike, like when taxis go on strike, when buses or MTA or like the transit authority, you see a clear difference. A clear difference of how the city looks without those vehicles. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's that crazy. is interesting. Yeah, yeah, so I compare it to that. Um, real quick, well, before we go, Sotomayor condemns Trump. There has been an uptick, an uptick, especially with females uh, getting executed. There was a time, uh, there was a few during the Obama administration, um, but they had hit a snag for a while, and now there has been an uptick, especially the last month. So we have people like Dustin Higgs, we have, uh, yeah, Higgs is the big one so far that Sotomayor is taking action to. So I don't want to get too deep into that. I want to get more of your opinion on it, actually. It doesn't yeah. have to be just this case. And uh, sorry if I'm putting you on the spot. No. How do, you, how do you, what is your ideology on the death penalty in general? State, either statewide, federally, ideology, like whatever. Yeah. Um, I in In general, I am against it. I okay. feel like, if anything, for the amount of money that we spend it is on lethal injection and and also just the idea, like the concept of of possibly, you know, uh, killing someone who may have been innocent, like just the idea of having someone's life in your hands, like it, it that just scares me to think that. I mean, but also, again, like, I'm, like, really, like, I love true crime documentaries. And so <laughs> I do feel like. <laughs> we have lots of that if we, if we, if we get rid of the death penalty. Well, so, I don't know, man. I'm trying to weigh out. I'm trying to weigh out my entertainment options here, guys. I'm just saying that there are, like, there are some people who, like, obviously deserve it wholeheartedly. Like, that, that person, there's no, like, like the uh, what is the term uh, recidivism? Like there's there's no coming back from. Oh yeah, they don't treat it like rehab. There's people who don't treat it like rehab. Right. They treat it, you're right as like a place that you're just sentenced to forever. Like you're just right. a criminal. Once you're yeah, a criminal, yeah. you're always a criminal, which is dangerous right. because in the even in the Constitution where you're three fifths a person, so is a criminal. So like if you're a slave, you're three fifths a person, or if you're a cr- so like they, like it's no distinction. And yeah. not to like to get back to your point. Uh, it's either if you're poor or a person of color. And now, again, women have been – and women have been being incarcerated a lot more too. It's mm. been a huge – like, you know, a lot of equal playing field, like getting into those kind of opportunities. But yeah. there's a lot of men that are putting women as drug mules, and that's why that's happening. Yeah. And there's a lot of women, again, that are taking up uh, operations that men were taking over. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you. Totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah. And then on top of that, like, you know – 
making jails or penitentiaries like the privatization of it, it oh, that just feels so wrong, wrong on, on so many levels. Yeah. Um, it, I, so I think that there are better ways to go about, um, you know, like justice in this country. And in general, the justice system has a lot of work that needs to be put into it. And I don't Absolutely. think that, I don't think that, that uh, the death penalty is the answer. Even if it's like, we don't know what to do with this person. They're obviously not going to change or something's not going to get better. We've been doing all these like psychological tests on them. Let's keep them here until there's a better thing as opposed to let's spend all of this money to kill them. Um, yeah. And I'm not even religious, but I don't think that's our job. I don't think it's uh yeah, I don't think that's our job. Right. I don't think it's a job to kill people, even if they had killed someone else. And I know that's yeah. extreme. And especially from – I've never been in that situation, so it's mm-hmm. easy for me to say that. So maybe my tune would change. Maybe I would turn into, like, Liam Neeson if someone would, like, uh, kill one of my friends. <laughs> but right. um, for now, I'm not. For now, uh, I only have a special set of skills that is uh, not going to happen in the near future. <laughs> Uh, so no, but I would I would like to think that I wouldn't get Samuel Jackson in like a time to kill. I would like to think that I would not go vigilante style. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But let's uh let's get into some entertainment. Damn son, where'd you find this? What the mother motherfucker fuck 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 did I hear? Do a little clap on that. Uh, R.I.P. Phil Spector. So I'm only giving this because, again, there has been a lot of news with QAnon and stuff. I'm not trying to fan that, by the way. I'm not trying to fan. But I do agree. I do agree that there's a lot of crimes like that happening. I do agree, like, there's a lot of crimes like that happening. And I don't – but I don't go on, like, the rooftops and go, it's Tom Hanks. (laughs) Like, it's Joe Biden. Like, I think you're stupid if you're just going to, like, pinpoint it on people. Uh, there, there has been some smoke in some areas though, like Charlie Sheen, uh, what's his name? Corey Ham wrote love letters to him, supposedly. There's some smoke in some areas. Corey Feldman has been sued a few times. He's tried to uh, uncover a lot of things. But that's not even just saying like this guy is uh, pedophilia. Sorry. Um, Bill Spector, I'm just saying he's very controversial. He has been arrested. He was in jail. He died of the COVID. But he's also very influential in the music industry because uh, he uh, was one of the founders of Ike and Tina Turner's career, John Lennon, the Beatles. So just saying that, just putting that out there. He sounds like a terrible human being, though, but obviously he's contributed to the music. Um, are you familiar with Phil Spector? Um, not directly. I know that that he was – I read that he – you know, he's the guy who – turned producer like the idea of producer into celebrity right like so instead of someone who's behind the scenes like oh this is a this is a phil specter jam or you know whatever they would have said in right. those times um sean puppy specter yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> right. Oh, shout out to Dr. Dre in the LA area um he came out of the hospital recently from his aneurysm um it's not like it's going to get any better. His divorce uh, case is crazy, man. He's, like, giving the woman uh, $2 million. She's a, a former lawyer and a socialite, according to her. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to come at her. My bad, guys. Uh, I'm not, I feel I'm not like you are. I know. I know. It's, it's a little weird. I don't, and I, I'm for everybody, by the way. Tony Braxton, I was on her side. I'm mm-hmm. for Kelly Clarkson's side, too. I do not like I'm, – I'm for the person making the money. I don't care what they have in between their legs. If you were not shooting with me in the gym, 
You just weren't shooting with me in the gym. That's all it is. For me, for me. Yeah. I don't know about everybody else. You can take whatever side you need to take. That's okay. So some uh, – oh, if you have anything to say on that, my bad. I didn't need to move oh, on. Oh, yeah. Um, Dr. Dre, I was so sad. I, like, like my heart sank. Uh, I'm really glad that he's out of the hospital. Um, and, yeah, it, it's been a bad year for him. And it is really interesting how much money she is requesting – because I feel like, because it, it's like a, like n- not a stipend, but like a monthly thing, right? Where she's like, it's like. Well, this one is temporary, but she is asking for $2 million a month, I believe. I think there that's is, what it is, according to TMZ. Yeah, like what in the world are you buying monthly? And most of the children, I think, older. Not like a grown adult old, but like they're they're pretty much up there where they're like a little sustainable. Oh, yeah. I think, no, I think their youngest is like. Going in to college, US right? USC, yeah, USC. Yeah. yeah, so it's like what? You, yeah, you're not taking care of kids. Like you just want to buy a new car every month. Like what? What are you doing that you need this much money? I, maybe I'm just jealous. Maybe I just want that much money a month. I don't know. But uh, well, then put me on that jealousy train too because <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. And especially that she has a JD. I don't, I don't understand. Like what do you? What like how? And you, that's your occupation, a socialite. Oh, that's crazy. So two yeah. of the states that love to kill people, New York and L.A., and two of the states that love to award people, divorcees, other people's money. I remember I was watching Chris Rock, his uh, latest special, and he was like, the worst thing about a divorce of uh, for a, like a man that's uh, being sued for the divorce on that side and being a celebrity is that I'm the only one in that room not making money. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in that room when I leave is coming out richer. I'm the only one not coming out. I was like, damn. Oh Pretty my grim. god. Pretty grim, yeah. but very true. Very true. <laughs> so uh again, uh Serena, Sam, Joanna, Taylor, shout out to everybody out there. Um, oh, shout out to Raquel. She just had uh, a pair of twins. Uh we all were at Coachella together. It was a great experience. Uh so I love to talk music about uh, with Serena. Moon Taxi, I believe you're familiar with them. Silver Dream just dropped. Rye, Home, and uh, yeah, are you listening to any of that? What are you listening to right now, actually? Is there anything I, you should to? I've only heard uh, Rye, I've heard one song, and it's okay. like, it's exactly what I want to listen to right now. Nice. Like, the kind of like chill jazz, like soul oh. music. Um, right now, I'm actually listening to Jacob Collier's. Oh, nice. Oh, I got to listen to that. Nice. Ooh, it's so good. It is so oh, good. good. No, There's one. Music. Yeah, no, I, I with yours too. So keep sending me, you know, recommendations. Uh, yeah. Always uh, take yeah. it in. But it's really good. It's very, like, experimental jazz. Um, again, with, like, a lot of soul. Um, there's one track with uh, Daniel Caesar. Caesar? Oh. Caesar. I love Daniel Caesar. Yes. yes. And one of my friends just did a wed- uh, shout out to Kenny and Ariel. Congratulations to your wedding. Um, yes, they opened up uh, to Daniel Caesar. Perfect. He's, oh, amazing. He's a beautiful voice. Yeah, no, it's gorgeous. And this new album is very, very good. Uh, I, would, I would highly suggest it. Hell yeah. Thank you for yeah. that. I got to ask more guests uh, what they're listening to because sometimes yeah. our music, uh, music news is not as uh, relevant as other news. Uh, yeah. yeah, not a lot of drama comes out of it unless there's like a rap beef or something like that. It's weird. Right. Um, and not a lot of albums have been dropping weekly anymore. It's weird yeah. too. So 
Yes, yeah. I have to ask that. And again, I'm glad I had somebody with good taste. Uh, do you have God- a feeling about? Sorry, I don't want to interrupt. No, but how do you no, feel no, about the Snoop Dogg? Eminem, Eminem. Oh, we about, yes. <laughs> That's funny over there. <laughs> we talked about that a couple episodes. <laughs> I didn't think, and it's weird because sometimes when I talk about certain artists, I say to myself, damn, am I like outdating myself, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I look at my metrics. I look at my metrics, and Eminem always comes up on my metrics, always. Like anytime <laughs> I put Eminem on there, he pops up. People search for him, and they find my show, and I'm just like, Eminem, I'm just gonna keep whoring myself on your celebrity, like, I, and, and like you're near, you're like almost fifty, and like I'm still, I'm still riding your coattails, bro. So here we go. <laughs> no, I, how I feel about that, um, I still feel, uh, anybody who's listening, uh, from the other episode where I talked about this, I think it was like three episodes ago, um, or two, uh, I feel like he does that on purpose. I don't feel like it's a big deal. I, I'm not gonna lie, like on a personal level, like if I was just like on the back scenes, like if I was Eminem and Snoop and Snoop Dogg uh, had said that, uh, I would be a little hurt. But mm-hmm. on the flip side, like I said, uh, Snoop Dogg is great. He's a legend. He's an icon. But he's more of an icon and a legend than he is a good rapper. And he was a good rapper at one point, but it was a really long time ago, a lot longer than it was for Eminem. Mm-hmm. And Eminem is arguably still pretty good. Snoop Dogg is not. Snoop Dogg needs heavy production. Snoop Dogg needs Martha Stewart, uh, Eminem. And like I said, Eminem is kind of like Michael Jordan. Like, sometimes he gets so bored that he calls people out like MGK, Moby, people that are not even on his level, people that are not even in his genre. And it's like, it's like, um, and, and like I said, Michael Jordan used to do that. Michael Jordan admitted on his last dance special that he would make up rivalry sometimes just to motivate himself. So I feel like that's what Eminem does. And, uh, yeah, how do you feel about that? I know that you're in the L.A. area. I know that's big Snoop News. Yeah. No, I agree. I saw the headline. I didn't deep dive into it too much because I was like, they're promoting something. Like, something's supposed to happen because there would be really no reason. Like, I feel like Snoop Dogg has become such, like, a community member out here as, like, on top of being a legend. Um, and obviously, like, you know, his kids are grown up. He's been a family man for a really long time. Like, I I just, I really feel like it's, like, one of those things where the publicists were like, oh, like, let's, uh, let's throw something out there and uh, see how much, like, attention we get. Because, like you said, it's, you know, music doesn't really get that much I don't hear about music as much because there's so much chaos going going on in like the like the politics of today and then like there's the pandemic. So like what can you know uh, music producers and rappers do but like to promote themselves but create something. So I might be totally wrong on that, but I'll I don't, I don't be believe, really happy. I don't I don't believe so at all. A uh, good yeah. example is like you can only be as like big as Beyonce in order to be political with your music right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not uh, you. You have to be at a certain. You can't be an indie artist or a grassroots artist right now and come out and be like Rage Against the Machine. Uh, they've been in the news recently because they have a new doc mini series and uh, they talk about uh, Trump and other conservatives using sometimes their uh, their music licensing and mm-hmm. like and they're just befuddled because they're just like they're everything 
there again. So like, why would yeah. you try to use the rights to their music? Right. So uh, yeah, no, I I agree with you. It's hard. It's hard to be political with music right now and get uh, a good reception. Some people are not really into that. I am. I don't care. I I view it as all entertainment, and I don't mind. And I and like back in the day with Harry Belafonte. Uh, there's all types of musical artists that have been great political engagers and have great, great made great art because of it, because of the strife that was happening, uh, that was happening in their current events. Yeah. All right. So, do you like Lady Gaga? Do you like Black Puma? I love Lady Gaga. Nice. I me too, actually. Yeah, I haven't listened to her in a while. Um, Black Puma. Maybe I know their music. But maybe I don't like. Well, the Black really... Pumas will be uh, opening up for Lady Gaga. She will be the main attraction for Joe Biden. She is a big fan. I read recently that I want uh, TMZ, of course. But you know, I, I I hate the dog TMZ because they spit facts. It may be like National Enquirer type facts, but they're always on the money. And as a matter of fact, they're two on the money. Like that Kobe Bryant incident. Like sometimes they're two on the money. So that Kareem Hunt, where uh, where he punched the girl. In the hallway, uh, in the freaking, uh, yeah, dude, and like yeah. Victor and shit, Ray Rice. Like, sometimes you're just like, okay, TMZ, are you like Minority Report? Like, do you like, set the, <laughs> are you like Nightcrawler? Like, are you like, like, uh, is, is, what's his name? Um, my man, uh, oh, damn, from, uh, <laughs> from the movie, from the movie, uh, Minority Reporter. No, 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 um, Brokeback Mountain, uh, Jake yes, Jake Gyllenhaal. Do they have him? Does TMZ have him on the payroll? Do they have him <laughs> on the payroll? God damn, man. Uh, so I just, I just, so TMZ, like I said, they're a good source for me. And uh, Lady Gaga's father is a staunch uh, Republican and a staunch Trump supporter. And I thought it was very sweet. Uh, no matter who he's supporting, they said, uh, how do you feel about him singing at, singing at the inauguration of Lady Gaga? And he was like, as any proud dad would. And I was like, Aww. nice, man. I know you didn't vote for him, but that's that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Unlike yeah, Melania, Melania, they, they tried to get her to perform. They tried to get her to sing, and she said no. She said no. <laughs> joking, joking. I don't know. I, I, unless Melania is trying to set up a sweatshop, I don't know what she's doing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to what we're watching. What the fuck did I watch? And this, again, I say this every fucking week. This is my favorite portion. And one of the reasons why it's my favorite portion is because I got lucky and I got an actual actor. Again, I hate to, like, I hate to, like, you know, big it up too much. Not not, not for me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I can embarrass myself out there. But I just hate to embarrass the guests. Um, yes, highly IMDb-able. Uh, very cool to have on the show. I'm very honored. Uh, so let's get to some other IMD legends. Army Hammer, Army Hammer, uh, he uh, is he auditioning for Hannibal? Do you know anything about the situation, uh, Serena? Yeah, it, it's pretty crazy because I – one of the movies that I watched, I don't know if you saw it, um, but during the whole quarantine, obviously we're still pretty much in quarantine, but watching Rebecca was one of the highlights. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. Netflix. Netflix. Yes, that was very good. Okay, yes. so – I would also highly recommend, like, kind of tangent, but I would highly recommend. It's a, it's originally a Hitchcock film, and uh, like it's very Hitchcockian, very. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I really love that that film. So to watch it, the remake, I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like blinded by really pretty scenery and like 
old. You're at that scene. You're at that scene. It happens. Comes yeah. with the territory. Charges yeah. to the game. <laughs> but, yeah, but to hear that he, you know, he has these like really strange messages that, you know, to was it younger women, like younger under eighteen women, or was it um, just no, the cannibalism aspect? It was the cannibalism. Here. It was a lot of act of violence. It was a lot mm. of that. Uh, drinking of blood and stuff. I don't think it was underage. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't think so. But maybe. Yeah. Okay. He wasn't call, call me by your name, and he's about to be in. The, who knows? Maybe he won't be in the sequel. Who knows? Maybe this. Uh, maybe this I know. Maybe this will be too much. Maybe this is too much. And again, he had to leave the set of the J Lo movie. Uh, what is that movie called? I, I, that's bad. Actually, I could find that on the link. Oh, um, you know, I know what? I, a very, I know it's a highly anticipated movie. Yeah. I know they're shooting it in. What is it? Cuba, Puerto Rico. Yeah, House of Effie or something like that. Uh, he wants to bite pieces off the recipient. I'm 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. Whoa, so I don't know if he's a cannibal, but it don't look good. It don't look yeah. like <laughs> Right? The optics are not good right now. The optics, my man, Army. I'm a big Army fan. He's a great actor. He's a fantastic actor, so... If he's yeah. eating people, that will, I don't know, that might affect how I look at him from now on. I don't know. <laughs> well, even just, like, saying those words, like, I get there's, there's like, a whole, you know, side of, like, fetishism and, mm-hmm. you know, S&M, dominatrix pre- Yeah, we talked about in the pre-meeting. Yeah, yes. yeah, and I, I get that, but, you know, obviously, like you said, like, the optics aren't good. His publicist is probably going crazy right now. Like, you can't really... And, and at this point where, you know, celebrity is so, like, public approval or, pub, you know, public, uh, you know, denial or, you know, if, if people don't like him because of something like this, like, it's probably going to be really hard for him, even if he denies it. And if even if it isn't him, you know, it's it's probably going to um, weigh on his his role options. Absolutely, future. he's an A-lister, yeah. and that that yeah. might not be that he might be an A-minus now because he's really talented. <laughs> I can't imagine him losing a lot of work. But he's definitely gonna lose some work. He's definitely gonna yeah. lose out on some really pristine because, uh, like as you know, it's very very competitive even for the A-listers. And for, sure. uh, for someone like him, you need to have a Teflon uh, PR. And uh, good thing your studio doesn't have to worry about that. You like to eat uh, real food. You don't like to eat uh, people from what, yeah. I, from what I've gathered. From what I've gathered. So your studio yeah. is pretty pretty set with you. Pretty set. Yeah. Um, this is actually pretty sad. Damn. I hate – I'm, like, running into all these booby traps with all this sad news. R.I.P. to Jessica Campbell, one of my favorite Reese Witherspoon uh, movies, uh, Matthew Broderick. Uh, election. Election. Such a great movie. And uh, – well, I, you know, I kind of, I saw the politician, very good show on Netflix. Uh, shout out to Ryan Murphy and all of them. But um, I don't really see too many like election in uh, like high school films that much anymore. And yeah. I, I know like in the '90s and like the uh, like the early 2000s, there was a bunch of them, Rushmore and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but I enjoyed her. I really enjoyed her. I really loved her in Election. What? what yeah. uh, did you watch Election? Did you watch that film? Yeah. A lo- many moons ago, and but I I loved that movie, and it is really strange because I mean, she was like 38, right? She passed away, yeah. and, and she was in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, oh, she God, was uh, Seth Rogen's love interest. That was, I that, was, that, that was cool. Show so much. Me too. Legendary show. Judge Apatow, yeah. big fan. Seriously. Big fan. 
Yeah, yeah that was pretty sad. And uh, she she played a great role. I, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I was a fan of her work. It was limited, but she was good. She was good. So that's sad. Very too young. Way too young. For when sure. somebody dies at like 70, I say it's too young. So 38 is way, way too young. Way too young. Um, I would like to get your review on WandaVision, the new uh, show uh, starring. I didn't know. I didn't know um, the uh, the actor that's in WandaVision. He is married to Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> I didn't know that. Vision. Vision is oh, married to Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, he was talking about uh, quarantining with her. And I'm like, damn. So jealous. I would quarantine. Every single man I know. We'll say that exact thing, and I Yo. I can't argue with that. I'm sorry. It's, Yo, it's man. true. He hit right. the jackpot with that man. She is great <laughs> at any age, and he's a great looking guy too. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. And uh, Elizabeth Olsen is a good actress too. I loved her, and I know it's weird because uh, old uh, is that what it was called old dog or something like that. Um, the remake of the Korean film. Uh, where oh. Yeah, with Josh Brolin. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but something really nasty happens at the end. Um, she's hot, but it's not, you know, it's what, it's like pretty much from like a Pornhub scene. Uh, oh, so yeah. like, even though she's hot, yeah, exactly. But back to her more uh, rated uh, PG work with uh, Marvel. Uh, she has a new show. You saw it. I didn't see it. I would love to know what you thought. Yeah. Uh, I think there are only two episodes out right now. Okay. Um, so you have time to catch up. But, uh, it's a little hard. I feel a little bit um, biased because I did have a chance to work with her on one uh, of her, like it was a Facebook watch show that she did. And Very she cool. was the nicest person in the world. Like you She's would not. Yeah. Oh my God. She like at the very end of the day, I was like, I want to be friends with you. Like, how do we hang out? Like, not even like you don't have to tell anyone. Like, we could just be friends. You know, like I just want to be friends. Like, I could be your I could be your side friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be a secret friend. I don't know. Um, but no, she's she's really talented. And uh, the first two episodes of WandaVision so far, not to give anything away, but they're setting up for what is actually happening. Um, yeah. But the original a lot of intrigue I've heard a lot of intrigue, yeah. a, lot, a lot of setting up actually a lot yeah exactly and the previews show it obviously is set up initially to look like a you know a 1950s 60s like Pleasantville yeah like Pleasantville I love Lucy is a very mm-hmm. like that they're pulling from and she does it really well she does like I think it's the transatlantic accent that they used to have mm-hmm. um, in those. TV shows or movies more like in the 1940s. Like, uh, she reminds me she of uh, Maggie really Allen Hall a little bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. Especially with that haircut that she has mm-hmm. in the WandaVision. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but it's good. I mean, I'm we're gonna see what happens. I have no idea, but there are like little, like, like they do a really good job of giving you hints, like subtle hints. Um, of something changing or what's to come because it goes from like a four, you know, four camera sitcom kind of setup to all of a sudden you're getting close ups and you're like, why are you getting close ups of these actors in this show? Um, and it, it's because something's growing and something's changing and they're realizing something that even if they don't know what it is yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch. I'm a fan of Elizabeth Olsen, Always and Forever, BFFs. So. Me too. I'm a I'm a fan of your BFF, huge uh, fan, <laughs> and uh, I'm not the B, I'm not the hugest fan of Marvel anymore. But uh, I'm mm. sure my audience is here. I, I'm sure my audience is sick of hearing that because 
it doesn't matter that I say that because I'm probably going to watch it because it's super trending and it's super different. I hear that not just because it's Marvel, but because they're doing something different with the show. Uh, Not to say it's like The Leftovers or it's like um, Lost or anything like that, but they kind of have that kind of appeal. They kind of have that. That's what I'm gathering from the vibe, from what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Even though it's not like that, it's like a sitcom and and Pleasantville, all the aesthetics that you, uh, I agree from what I've seen in the promos and stuff. But from what I said, like um, as far as the, the mystery behind it, um, that's what I've heard that it's like it reminds people of that kind of like story plot, very very slow to unfold. Yeah, for sure. For cool, sure. cool. So I'm glad you spoke about that. One night in Miami, I saw that. That was with Regina King. That is very new, so a lot of a lot of people haven't seen that yet. Um, that's her directorial debut. Serena's gonna watch that uh, tonight. Uh, <laughs> this is a fictional story. It's about a play about uh, Muhammad Ali, a night that he uh, became was becoming champion of the world. So Sam, uh, fictional Sam Cooke, a fictional uh, Malcolm X. Uh, there's another uh, celebrity in it too. Damn, I forgot who it was. But Regina King, uh, she did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. She adapted, like I said, the play. And uh, it was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. One of the people from uh, Bridget, no, not Bridgerton, uh, the person that played Obama in the James Comey uh, show on Showtime. Uh, he's in it. It's just it's just great. And Regina King, I am a huge, huge fan of her. She was amazing in last year's uh oh crap, uh Seven Seconds and uh Watchmen. And she's I I've been a fan of her ever since Poetic Justice and even and my one of my favorite actually my favorite movie of all time, Jerry Maguire. <laughs> it just don't work without him, Jerry. It just don't work without him. <laughs> I mean, some some would differentiate with that with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. He's been in a lot of trouble lately, so I don't know if it doesn't work without him anymore. But it sure doesn't work without Regina King. And she was in the news recently because she said she wa- she has made a vow to have 50%, at least 50% women on her set. She said she failed that in the interview because she didn't account for how many people do not count themselves as a cisgendered man. So she said she got close. And ha- So how do you feel about that? How do you feel – about this subject material coming out in a movie, it sounds really different to be honest. It sounds really original. And how do you feel about her attempt to make 50% of her cast behind the camera women? I, oh God, she is everything. Like, first, let's just say that Watchmen is a perfect TV series. Like, I, I want more. I don't know if I, I, I want more. At the same time, I want it to stay exactly as it is because they should not change a thing. She was amazing in it. Um, yeah, I, I could just, anytime someone brings up like, oh, a good TV show. I watched it a long time ago and finished it a long time ago. I still bring it up as one of the best TV shows. Um, and And for her to jump into, first, so jump into the director's seat because I feel like it is very hard maybe not necessarily hard for someone, um, a a woman as an actor to jump in, but I don't see, I don't feel like I see enough of it. Um, So for her not to only do that and to bring on a very talented cast, she also mentioned that she wanted to make sure that the people that she cast weren't like top A-list celebrities, specifically just for the inclusion of it, and to bring up those people, you know, obviously, like, Leslie Odom, like, Hamilton, we know him through that. But to put him on, like, this great feature. Um, it, yeah, he played Sam Cooke. 
Yeah, it shows. Oh, Jim Brown was the other one. Sorry, I don't know how I forgot about the Jim, uh, the yeah. legendary NFL player, Jim Brown. I'm so bad at names, honestly. I'm just like, uh, but I, I do feel like it, it's really appreciated, and she didn't have to do any of it, you know. Like she's, she's like a A-list celebrity. She's a star. She doesn't really need to look back and and give back to people who are in a position that she used to be in. Um, but she's doing it, and I think it's really commendable. And on top of that, she's a badass, and I loved watching her in Watchmen. So I, I'm really excited to see this movie. Um, I've heard only good things. So, I no, I agree, and um, I'm not trying to like sully uh, the the momentum uh, and the momentous occasion. Uh, but uh, I had this conversation with someone before, and uh, we were talking about diversity. And um, I was saying, oh, yeah, uh, my white friend was saying that it's not enough. And I'm sure we've heard this in other racial conversations. Um, it's not enough that, you know, people of color uh, carry the torch and uh, try to make momentous change. But our white counterparts uh, probably have to carry more the be- uh, bevy of that. And I would like to say that in gender, too, to be honest. Uh, men occupy most of the spaces when it comes to director seats and comes to produ- production and studio heads, all that kind of stuff. So I feel like it's in this situation, it's a men's job. It's men's job on top of not just Regina King. Regina yes. King, keep doing what you're doing. I love what you're doing. Um, big shout out to Greta Gerwig, Sophia Coppola, uh, so many women directors out there. Um, Olivia Wilde is, is, is doing her thing right now. Um, and, and to be honest, I was thinking of her when you were talking about directing, uh, you didn't say like, Oh, I'm going to direct, but I could see you evolving into that. And if I had to think of someone that would have that kind of style, like book smart and stuff like that, I could picture you, uh, delivering like Olivia Wilde, to be honest. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. I, I, me too. And she, I think she's like, she's so fantastic. And I completely agree with your friend and it, the idea of, this goes for a lot of industries, but to be honest, like the TV and film industry, it's a boys club. And Absolutely. It, like, like most places, you know, or most industries or, um, you know, places of work. Um, but I do feel like it, it is, it does tend to get complicated because for the most part when, you know, like a director brings up, like a, a, a mentee, like as a mentor to someone, it's usually a guy because there's no, there's another, you know, cisgender male because there's no possibility for the Weinstein weirdness. Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. The casting couch. Yes. Right. I, I, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. So it, it gets to, it, it muddies the waters that way. And while I agree that it should be a lot of these um, white cisgender males leading the charge um it, it it is always good to have like a a woman who is already towards the top even if she's not you know in the boys club to help bring it up because it, i think Re- regina king even as an actor like she's just a trusted figure in the industry um yes. and if anyone's going to help people move on up it's going to be her um as well as other people we just you know it just ends up getting complicated yeah and to uh segue out of that uh nicole kidman uh actually not to get add on everybody i remember you were talking about i love lucy uh Mm -hmm. stuff like that nicole kidman is actually going to be the next i love lucy she's going to be uh lucy ball lucille ball and uh uh 
I don't know. I, I'm a little confused with this one. Javier Bardem is going to be uh, uh, Ricky Ricardo. Really? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Desi Arnaz. And so yeah. that should be really interesting. But there was a little beef with that, by the way. There was a little beef with that. Deborah Messing has a really good impression of Lucille Ball. And a lot of people on Twitter were upset and were like, Deborah Messing should be Lucille Ball. And then yeah. Deborah Messing fed into it and was like, I should. I should. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she was like that. And she said that Lucille Ball's daughter, like she like named like some memory that like happened, like, oh, and like as it, it was like really creepy actually while I was reading it. I was just like, why is she bragging about this? Like this is yeah. really like this is like Leonard Dunham. Like uh, the, you didn't need to admit that, baby. Like it's okay. Like we didn't need to yeah. know that. Like that, that's <laughs> the same thing. She's like, and she was like. Like, she was talking to me like I was her mother. Like, yes, mom. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? no, that's creepy. That's yeah. creepy. Nicole Kidman, she's creepy in movies. Like, The Outsiders, she doesn't bring that out. Like, she doesn't like, hey, Keith Urban, let's talk to some fucking ghosts. No, no, <laughs> no. So, yes. Do you think, so, my question to you is, are you team Deborah Messing or are you team Kidman? I didn't know that this was a thing, and I feel a lot of pressure right now to choose. <laughs> I'm bringing you the tea, though, and I'm in, a, in exchange for a poll question. I brought you the tea, and now I need your opinion. No, I'm joking. Uh, okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, shoot. Ooh, I don't know. This is this is how, like, and this, it, it gets difficult because... Who do you enjoy seeing as uh, Lucille Ball more? That's okay. Who do you who would you neither enjoy more? Who would be? Oh, neither. Oh, do you do you have someone in mind or or just or just just none of them and that's okay. Like we'll figure it out later. What about um? Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't have anyone. It's hard because like Lucille Ball. When I think of someone who's like classic beauty, but like weirdly hilarious, like I don't. I can't really think of anyone who could pull that off. I I think Nicole Kidman is a really talented actress. I think Deborah Messing is kind of funny. <laughs> like I, mean, I yeah, just she's don't. Really kind of funny. I agree, I agree with you. She's yeah, really funny on uh, freaking right. Willing so Bill. I'm like I, you know, it, it would have to be someone. They say that, like, for covers, like if you do a cover in music, you need to do it better than the original, right? Yeah. Like no one is gonna get better than Paul. No. So I don't know. I feel like it's I it's just complicated. I I'll have to you read did. it up. I'll send it to you. I don't know. I'll have like a whole. All good. All good. I will let you get away with pleading the fifth. It's okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was about to say? Uh, what was about to say about whatever. Let's move on. Uh, that, and it wasn't even a topic. It wasn't even a topic. I just thought it was uh, pretty cool that uh, I read that recently. Yeah. So we also have I'm Your Woman. I'm a big fan of Rachel Brosnan. Um, she plays a woman on the run. She plays a woman on the run with her kid. Um, if you're into that kind of uh, thing, if you're into, like, uh, not, like, sleeping with the enemy or uh, or enough and stuff like that, but that kind of vibe, that kind of abuse that she's escaping from. And you don't usually get to see Rachel Brosnan. I just recently, uh, I don't watch The Blacklist, but I didn't know that she was a main character on there. I, or, like, you know, she at least, like, shows up a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, But I only see her in Marvelous Miss Maisel, except for, like, a, a House of Cards a few years ago. Uh, I'm a big fan of her, so I'm a big fan. Uh, are you? Uh, have you seen this film, or are you into watching it, or are you into watching her? It is on my list. It is definitely on my list. I actually have it 
right over there. I need to watch it. Um, I will be honest. I've fallen into a America's Next Top Model rerun. Okay. And as soon as I get out of it, I'll be ready to actually watch some, <laughs> some like quality stuff. But that, uh, that movie is one of the ones. It's like One Night in Miami, I'm Your Woman, um, and a few others that are just like supposed to be like really good, heavy, beautiful films. Um, uh, Who is it, doing Top Model now? I, didn't like everybody leave? Like I don't see. I don't think Kim Gunn is on there or Tyra. They're not. I don't think they're doing it at all. Wow, yeah. How is, heard, that, how is that show now? Oh, it's ter- it aged very poorly. And, uh, but it's still, it, it's fun in the nostalgia sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can remember, I remember exactly where I was and, um, like, what point of, in my life I was at watching these particular cycles. And I think right now, just because of all the chaos going on in the world, like, I just need some space to, like, zone out and like not think about anything except for whether or not these girls are taking good photos. Like that's all I need right now. Yeah. So, um, but I am your woman is a very, like it's, it's very high up there and I'm really excited to watch oh, it. Good. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad I mentioned it. Um, yeah. there was a movie that I want to, we're, we're going to probably review it next week. Um, it's the, uh, Carrie Mulligan and, uh, she is a big front runner for an Oscar for this. This is, uh, okay. So Oh, you saw it? You saw it pretty, um, is it? Promising Sorry, I said pretty. Wow, I'm thinking of the <laughs> Michael Jackson fucking song. Yes, Promising Young Women. Yes. Yeah. I, I have not seen that yet. I haven't seen Nomadland yet. Those are like big, heavy favorites. That's mm-hmm. really cool. Lots of women uh, headlining that. Um, You saw yeah. it. Great. Oh, talk about it real quick if you want to. Oh, good. I've, uh, like, ever since in education, I've loved. Oh, big fan of that movie, too. Yes. So good. good. Um, this one is very, it's not what you would expect. And mm-hmm. I really love, like, they, they bring out these, like, the color palette of the whole movie is, like, pink and cute. And I'm a girl. Oh. And, but it, it, the dark the underlying like anger um like it, it, it's it's a really good clash i don't want to give away too much but but she she's fantastic in her role yeah. um and this movie is one of those that you will watch and you'll think about it and be like i don't know if i liked it it's and that's one that's my that's favorite good. part about that's yeah good. that's a great film you, you, to, like, you were simmer. debating that yeah, and you have to like sit on it for a while, and then come back and be like, you know what? Actually, I think I liked it because yeah. this is this. Um, there's just like a lot of stuff to unpack. And um, I heard it's really genre. I heard it's really genreless too. I heard like it's very hard mm-hmm. to peg down. And uh, right. it, it's funny that you're saying spoiler. Um, everybody, I, I, I've avoided it, thankfully. But um, every article about it is about the ending. Everybody talks about the ending, and so really. Thankfully, I have not. Yeah, thankfully, it's all been in the headlines. So thankfully, yeah. I have avoided those links. Um, I will be reviewing it next week. I will do it. I, I will try to do as good a job as you of avoiding the spoilers. You did a very good yeah. job of that. Uh, yeah, that that is definitely something I want to see. I'm always into Oscar contenders, whether they are in that pedigree or not. I like to determine that myself, or like talk to my colleagues like you um, yeah. and see if they are. See if they're up yeah. to snuff. And. Last but not least, Diego Luna, Sienna Miller, and Serena Lady. 
Yes. <laughs> Wander Darkly, one, again, one of the credits uh, of the up-and-coming star that we have right as our guest. We will be getting uh, more into uh, the interview of her, other stuff that she's been in, what's going on in her life, um, anything that she wants to promote. But let's get on to Wonder Darkly. How do you feel about this project? Oh, my God. I Well, first off, it's my first feature film. Congrats. Congrats. Oh, my God. What a big feat. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Um, And it's a really – it was an an out-of-body experience to just do do a scene, first of all, with Sienna Miller – because that's insane. I love her. Um, she's a really good actress. She's a really good actress and also a lovely person. Um, oh, I oh. always want to say that because I feel like people, just kind people anywhere, like I think they should just be given a shout out. So um, it was a really great uh, experience to film it. The director is a, a woman, the cinematographer, woman. Uh, four of the major producers, women. Um, oh, I didn't know the producer part. Nice. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it was really great to be surrounded by these, like, really talented powerhouse women um, who, who brought this movie to fruition. And it was really cool. I don't know if we talked about it, but uh, I got to watch this movie at its premiere at Sundance. So I – and this was last – January. We didn't talk about it, but I think you did mention it somewhere. Okay, did. Okay, great. Yeah, so we got to, like, go up there, watch it. Um, and I'm jealous. And That's so cool. Sundance is definitely on my bucket list. Oh, man, we will need to go because it's literally all it is is, like, the best movies and then food and then snowboarding yeah. or oh. skiing. Like, oh, when I worked at Brute uh, Media, when I worked at Brute America, they covered mm-hmm. Sundance and uh, Con Film Festival, and they yeah. sent there, and I was just so jealous. So uh, yeah, no, we gotta go once once everything opens back up. Like, absolutely, we will, we will. I'm, I'm very definitely. very looking forward to that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. And you're friends yeah. with Sienna Miller. You're friends with Olivia <laughs> Olsen, and you're friends with Sienna Miller. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're not gonna have room to be friends with me. You're gonna have to ditch me. Stop I'm not it. gonna be. I'm not gonna be famous enough. <laughs> Listen, no, it's they're they're secret friends. You know, they don't even know they're friends with me at this point. Yeah, that's, that's most of my friends. That's okay. That's most of my friends. <laughs> oh, you didn't know? You better call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. But no, the movie. Uh, and heavy I think subject it's like, material too. Heavy subject material. And heavy subject. Um, the director wrote it and directed it, and it's based off Impressive. of an experience that she had. Um, oh, wow. I didn't know that was that personal. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. She she made this movie very, very personal, um, all the way down to, you know, the location, because obviously it is set in Los Angeles, yes. um, maybe a little more eastern, like east Los Angeles kind of area. Um with like the Day of the Dead um, images and and that kind of thing. That's um, true. So, that is so true. That is from the shots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it. And I love it, how you talked about uh, color aesthetics before. Um, I'm actually. Uh, I, I was thinking about it while you were talking. Mm-hmm. I wish that um, colorists, colorists are actually becoming more prominent in movies. I keep seeing like color palettes on like IG and stuff like that, and oh, uh, yeah. like films like The Joker or like Blade Runner or like Tenet or something like that. So. Um, yeah. Things that benefit like Wonder uh, Darkly, 
that, yes, I think that they should get way more praise. For sure, yeah. No, I it it would have been a great movie without you know, but I I do think like the importance of that color. Uh, it really spoke to the the like not to give anything away, but like some of the dream sequences or the mm-hmm. you know the maybe different state of consciousness sequences that they had. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, beautifully beautifully acted movie. Um, by the end, I was like bawling. Like after I first saw it, I was just it was very emotional, crying. very emotional. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not going to lie, I was confused in the beginning. Again, not to give anything away, it's a couple that is dealing with a car accident. Um, it, it's a potentially fatal crash, and you see a lot of memories being unfolded throughout the movie. They're just sifting through them, and it's it's it gets confusing. It gets very heavy. It gets very emotional, and it's I think it's a great film. And mm-hmm. I've not seen Diego Luna outside of Narcos and a few other kind of like action uh, roles. I've seen Sienna Miller many times. I've seen my favorite role of hers ever is a uh, Factory Girl. That's my favorite ever of hers. Nice. Love that movie. Great movie. I think she actually got robbed. I think she should have got nominated for something at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and again, I'm so impressed. These are just these are great. There's a, you have an up and comer right there in the credit, and you have somebody that's a, a legend in the game, Sienna Miller. So you yeah. can't get. I could say you can get you can't get any better than that, but um, that's not true. You are you're just beginning, so it, it's it's going to get a lot better. It's going to yeah. get a lot better. I love it, love Thanks. it, love it. Um, how long did it take? How long did it take to film Wonder Darkly? Um, for me, it was a very short. I only have one day on set. They they actually had a really small budget, um, okay. like compared to other big movies. I think it was maybe. Ooh, don't quote me on this. It might be one hundred, two hundred thousand, I think, on oh, the budget. And it was only nice. Yeah. And it was only Quality thirty film days. Too. Quality film too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they only filmed for thirty days, so it was like really quick, um, all that they did. Uh that's like the but, standard now. Nobody really like except for like James Cameron, like nobody takes like over a year to make a film anymore. Yeah. Yeah, well, they have so many, like, options now. And with, like, bigger budgets, I'm sure they'll have, like, a smaller team that'll do, like, the not-as-important scenes. And, you know, they have a lot more to work with, I think. And that's Um, good for actors like you guys because then you get to do more work. You get to do more work. Like, if you're just, like, stuck, unless they're, like, paying you. But still, that still sucks because, like, even though you're getting paid, let's say, like, you're on a franchise, like, uh, yourself, you're, like, on a Marvel franchise. And, yeah, they're paying you enough to miss other work. But you're still right. missing other work. You're still trying to diversify yourself as an actor. You're still trying. I remember I was reading something or watching an interview. Uh, who was it? Oh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. She was talking about her because uh, she's about to be in the James Cameron um, Avatar sequels. And she was saying that she had a hard time with celebrity when she was in Titanic. And that on purpose, she went the indie route so that she could find craft or acting um, without like so much of the scrutiny. Um, and she said that the British tabloids especially were really, really mean to her. And so oh. that was a big reason why she wanted to do, um, again, she wanted to work on her craft more in secret. And, and not to say that like indie uh, films are like really a secret, but again, they're not as, I get as much exposure as you would know, uh, right. the commercial uh, hits. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is a really interesting route to take. And I, I do kind of agree with her that, I feel like maybe there is less pressure when you do get picked up for like indie films or short films, um, maybe because there aren't as many eyes on it. But 
I don't know. I thought she was great in, in Titanic. I don't. I can't imagine what the British tabloids were saying oh, about her. her, her it, it was probably uh, from what I read in the article it was mostly uh, body shaming. It was oh. mostly like thought, yeah, it was mostly gross shit. And uh, even at the end of the article, she was like, um, and she's actually very notorious for this. Um, she has a no touch up policy, a no touch up policy for all her photo shoots. She does not allow anybody to do touch ups on her. If she does a photo shoot, yes, and she's been doing it for a very long time. And she doesn't really get a lot of credit for that. And at the very end of the interview, I thought it was very cute. She was like, um, uh, the reason why I do that is because uh, I say, look, uh, honey, God gave us uh, a great set of, uh, a great set of boobs, a great set of curves, a great bum. Why would we? And she's a teenager. She's not like a little girl, so it's not like <laughs> right. I'm like, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she's like, um, isn't it wonderful? Like that we're and she's like, I know, mommy, we are blessed. And I'm like, that's so cool. Like you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and I know a joke. I joke like just like with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like we all like yeah. to joke and feel like that. But it is very important to feel good in your skin. Very, good, very, very important. I remember yeah. I was at a conference for um, the bright Con- the bright conference for uh, Columbia University. And they did a Dove uh, commercial, and uh, they did a study. I forgot uh, w- what sample they used, but um, it seemed pretty legit. Uh, they said that at least 70% of women across the globe do not feel that they are pretty, that they do not mm. feel uh, beautiful or uh, up to, like, whatever beauty uh, standards are. Yeah. And again, I don't know where they got, like, the, uh, those, but it, it seemed real to me. It seemed very real to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely, and especially, like, in an industry – I mean, Kate Winslet, I think, is perfection. Right, exactly. And Oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah, and just for her to even be told that she is less than, like, and I just think that even, even people who are just, like, working up to getting to, you know, be, like, a, a an actor who gets booked steadily, like, that person isn't the British tabloids, it's themselves. You know what I mean? Because they're like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do to get to that point? And it's like, well, what do I need to fix is probably the first thing that comes to mind for a lot of people. And if it isn't, like, I applaud you. But, like, for me, for, you know, a lot of other people, it's like, um, it can, it's a trap. Like, it, it can get really, uh, it can get really bad if you don't check yourself um, Absolutely. emotionally. Yeah. Oh man, I definitely agree with that. Too much, to be honest. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, again, we don't want to spoil anything, but it's uh, uh, right. Wander Darkly is about an hour and thirty minutes. We don't want to spoil anything, so go look for her scene in there. We, I'm not even going to introduce it. Nothing. I mean, unless you want me to, but I don't want to. I, I want people to actually go look and be like, ah, I really <laughs> like it. Like go like like Waldo. Like ah, there she goes. Because that's how yeah. I was. You said yeah. like out of body experience. I was like, that was me. I almost like jumped out, and I and like Joanna like almost ruined it for me because like she put it like on a post. But I was like, I was like looking away, like no, I need to see her. I need to see her myself. <laughs> I need to see her myself, and I was so overjoyed. So again, go look into that movie if you need to just look for her. Go ahead, but no, it's a quality movie. I'm actually more into independent movies, by the way. I'm yeah. so happy that you were in that because um, not to say that I don't want to see you in more commercial hits, but right. um, no, I'm, I'm a big fan of indie movies. So it was a very enjoyable experience. So you were at the right place at the right time and you're one of my favorite people. So it was destined to happen for me to watch that. Oh, thank you. No problem. Let us move on to more movie stuff because you're a movie guest. 
Yeah, Mom, I, I can't go to the lake. No, Stan's having emotional problems, and he need to... What the fuck did I say? And this portion is all about Serena. We were still talking about Serena before, and if you're t- sick of Serena, I don't know how that could be possible. Um, tough luck, because we're going to talk more about her. We're going to talk more about her career. Um, if she has any ambitions past this, I think she does. She's too young not to. Um, she, uh, yeah, anything she wants to, to be honest. Anything that she wants to highlight about... Her IMD experience. I keep saying that because I'm so excited. Like, I, I'm a big fan of the site, by the way. Um, I'm always on there trying to look at acting credits. And even when I was at Brute, um, sometimes it was a great way to book guests. It was a great way to find their agents, um, especially if you're on the premium account. You get to see, like, who their representation is and all that good stuff. So uh, I am a big fan of that website. I'm a big fan of you. Um, yeah, so my first question is, um, even though we talked about Wonder Darkly already, what was uh, what was your favorite project before Wonder Darkly? Mm, that's a good. And it could be television, it could be film, it could be short, it could be whatever you want. Yeah, there there are a lot. It could be fun, whatever. <laughs> no, seriously, whatever, whatever you you take the stage. I I did have um, a really fun spot on a Nickelodeon TV show last year. I had a feeling and- you were going to say that. Did you okay? Did you have yeah, you seen it? I have, right. I have a few episodes. I, I only say that because because it was like living out a childhood dream, you know, like whatever you imagined the Nickelodeon studios to look like, like that is what it looks like. They had yeah, like very really yo gabba gabba. It was very like that. Yeah, well, even like in the waiting room, it would be like a big orange hand that you would sit on, you know, like just bright colors everywhere, and everyone. It, from like like the production assistants all the way to the top executives who were there, um, they were just so happy to be there the whole time. And it was just like a really great atmosphere, um, and the whole cast was a lot of fun. I I just really enjoyed the whole. Like I couldn't I couldn't stop laughing. Like there were some points where I just had to hold in the laughter because the um, the main two main characters uh, for Henry Danger are hilarious um so i think i enjoyed that one i also did a i just did a couple months ago a a short film through the american film institute and i actually got to do my first like like real fight choreography scene oh that is dope it was so much fun it was so much fun um so I don't know if it will get released anywhere. I know that it was probably more of a project for the students at AFI to learn different shots or whatever that particular class was for. Um, but I had a lot of fun. Like they had a, stor- a stunt choreographer. Um, I learned how to like get beat up. <laughs> it was really cool. It was really, really cool. Um like even doing like uh, shoulder falls, like or shoulder rolls, like it was a lot of fun to do. I want to do more of that. I think that's. Oh, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna manifest what we were saying um, in our pre-talk. Like I'm gonna manifest it. I'm putting it out there into the universe. I want to do more like kick butt stunt choreography. So I'm hoping to do that. We'll see. I'm glad you said that because again, yes, in the pre-meeting, sometimes there's some gems in there that are better than the actual show. I gotta start recording yeah. that. <laughs> but um, she's right. She's right. Um, I had a person in my life that uh, discouraged me from, you know, uh, like stating my plans or like my goals that I wanted to accomplish, whether it be like you know a, jo- a job or an audition. It didn't matter. 
Um, and she was different. She wanted to like keep that a secret until it actually happened. And so years later, now we discussed it. Now it's called manifest. Well, we've already had manifest destiny. The U.S. loves to do that when they want to like lock up Native Americans. Yeah. But <laughs> as far as as far as uh, manifesting into the universe or speaking into existence or putting it out into the universe, it's now a positive thing. It's now like you know, there's no really that much controversy in it. They put right. it in yoga clubs and everything now. They put it on like. Uh, eat, pray, love symbols and shit like that. So now yeah. I'm so happy that, yes, and you should continue doing that because yeah. um, not that, like, people are going to hold you accountable. Uh, you're not that stage anymore. You are you're a self-sustained actor. You're a working actor. Um, but uh, I agree with you. Like, putting yeah. it out there and just, like, making it a reality, like, making right. it um, at least – it's way different than faking it till you make it, uh, in yeah. my opinion. It's more of – no, I believe this. Uh, as long as I do, as long as I feel like that is in the peripheral, as long as it's in my peripheral, as long as it's in my vision, it doesn't matter if anybody believes it. Right. And I think on top of that, it's like, it's one of those things where if you have something that you want to accomplish and you don't tell anyone and it doesn't happen, then that's something that you can like privately be disappointed in or be shamed, like be ashamed about. Aww. But that well, that idea is yeah. horrible, right? Like, it's sad. I know it's sad. It's so sad. Like you shouldn't be ashamed. Yeah. Of so I think it's just like changing your mindset to be like, this should happen, and I want it to happen. I'm going to work for it to happen. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks or or what you would perceive other people to think about it, because that doesn't matter. You know, like Absolutely. you have to just try your best, and that's it. Um. It doesn't have to be a shameful thing that you keep a secret um, if it doesn't happen, you know? No, I totally agree with you. And it's I, th- I think it's great. I, and it makes it more um, – I know for you it makes it rewarding. But for me, selfishly, it makes it more rewarding because I, I heard a lot of your stories of, like, making it to additions, or relocating, all types of things that you had to sacrifice to get there. And it yeah. makes me even more because I love to create content. I like to put myself in situations where – quote unquote acting, but I would never put myself in the same breath as you because you literally put in the work, like you put in the work and it's, it wouldn't be fair. <laughs> it wouldn't be fair. Cause like you are someone, again, you're still in the beginning of your career, but you put a lot, it's like a prologue. You put yeah. a lot of work to get into that beginning and it's, it's paying off in dividends. It's paying, let's, let's name some of your projects before uh, we get into a little more. Um, yeah. Yes. Henry danger. Great, uh, great recent project, the wasteland. Yeah. Pearson, Blame the Hero, LA's Finest, Future Man, I saw that. Uh, sorry for the loss, I saw that also. Your best friend, your, bu- your bud. Yeah. Uh, yes, Speechless. I, heard, I I remember you talking about that. I got to see that cameo. That was really cool. Um, yeah. Yes, so my mistake, when I was saying the Yo Gabba Gabba, I thought you were talking about Magic Funhouse. I did not think oh. you were talking about I did not think you were talking about Henry Danger. Sorry about that. You were like, this motherfucker don't watch anything that I'm in. <laughs> but no, listen, that's a deep dive, and I appreciate you for it because I feel like a lot of my family members haven't even watched Magic Funhouse. Oh, I love it. I love that you were in it. I only watched it for you. I was like, oh, my God, I hate programming like this. But I'm like, but so, but the reason why I really liked it is because of the wardrobe. I thought it was really cool, like, you in those outfits. I thought it was really cool to see you in that. Yeah, yeah. No, it was crazy. I – I loved it. I was obsessed. And the the wardrobe girls had a lot of fun, like, trying to figure out what kind of, like, crazy Harajuku stuff they could put me in. I think there were some outfits that you, like, 
didn't even get to see because it was either cut out or, you know, we didn't get to that scene or whatever. But they had a lot of really cool stuff that they put me in. And then, like, the lipstick and, like, it it was just insane. It was great I, wardrobe. You looked yeah, great. You looked awesome. You. Very futuristic. Very fun. I, I, like I said, I could have saw you taking Yo Gabba Gabba's, like, hosting spot. Like, that's like <laughs> what awesome. I, I was sad with you when you were telling me, when you were saying that it was going off the air. And so I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm not, and again, I always believe in your talent, so I, I always know there's going to be another door open. I was like, yeah, like, it was just, it just still felt like it was like, like, everything has to end, but you're just like, ah, yeah. I'm like, I'm with this, so I'm like, damn, I was like, ah, but it's great, you still, you're yeah. still working, still doing great yeah. stuff, even better yeah. stuff. I have like I have faith because Brandon Rogers, who's the shout out to Brandon, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> uh, he is the creator, director, star of the Magic Club series. And he did a good job. Fantastic. He actually did. If you ever check out Blame the Hero, he wrote it. He's in it. Oh, he's he did. No way. That's the he's same person. Big, yeah, he's a big YouTube. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. Star. Oh, I have seen that. I have seen that. He's he's fantastic, and I just have every Good I have you. every confidence. Cool. Have work on he's oh, I love him so much. Wow. Um, that, that whole cast was like, you know, it felt like a family. Like we'll still randomly text each other in our group chain, and it's been years, you know, since yeah. we've been on set together, or even in the same place together. Um, so I have I have faith that he's gonna hopefully bring it back somehow, maybe. The complication. I can see that. Like, I can see you know, that. There's no. Yeah. There's no. I mean, there's kids that need to be entertained, man. It's a. And right. again, it's not something you. I don't. I would even venture to say it's something you wouldn't even watch. But again, it was quality. It was quality. Yeah. It really was. Thank it was. It, it definitely deserved an audience. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I loved it. It was a good experience, and I hope um hope something like that happens again. Are there any type of roles you're looking forward to? Is there a is there like a top role where you say to yourself? Damn, I could pretty much retire right now. Is there like something out there that you really want to sink your teeth into? Ah, that's a really good question. Um, I'm working on a couple things right now that I can't talk about. That's okay, totally fine. We but, love the fact that you're doing that. Actually, that's, yeah. even, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would, I will say, like, I know you hate Marvel. I love the what idea of Marvel. Like well, I don't hate Marvel. Marvel. I'm just, it's just oh. so much. It's just a lot. And like I said, everybody's annoyed with me probably. They're like, this guy always says he hates Marvel. On the next episode of Keep Up, we will talk about uh, WandaVision. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, Vince, and just talk about WandaVision. That's probably what you're saying. Like, <laughs> but no, I, I would love to, again, like, if if not to just become Elizabeth Olsen's best friend, but like to jump <laughs> into that universe. You know what I mean? Well, well, that's you great. Can- you can oh. save money on the set, guys. We will share a trailer. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're just best friends. No, she doesn't need to know. Don't worry about it. We'll just, she'll, she'll just show up. Um, but that or, you know me, I'm like a, I'm, I love comic books. Anything that comes out from a comic book, yeah. That. Uh, are you into manga as well? Or are you into like anime and anything like that? Nice. Yeah, cool. For sure. I, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Um, so, I need so, to get more yeah. into it. Oh my God! So good. Like, let me know. I'll. Uh, what do you want? Oh, with course. Genre? I'll give please, you. Please, yeah, drop it off. Drop. People do. Yeah. People give me recommendations, and I love them. I. Love, I. I feel right. very bad. It's like soccer back in the day. Like I just wasn't around it enough. So yeah, same no, same. Yeah, I was same only around Dragon Ball Z. Like I just wasn't around 
other quality anime and other yeah. quality, especially reading wise. I definitely was not around a yeah. lot of books. Gra- and now we love graphic novels. Watchmen. We were just talking about great graphic novels. And yes, is great. I, yeah. I missed the boat. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no. But I, I think anything that turns into, you know, okay, here, here it is. Here it is. Something that was like either like a great graphic novel. I want to be a part of those great stories. And I think that they're doing really well or like, uh, a Muppet, a Muppet movie. I'm just obsessed. I can't not watch Muppets. So one of those two things. I think that if I manifest this way, maybe I can jump onto the Muppet train eventually, or vice versa. Uh, but those would be my dream. Have you dream ever job. auditioned for a video game? Yeah, I have. Nice. I could picture that. I I don't know why. I was like thought really? to myself, Sarita could definitely try out for a video game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous of that, too, because that's one of my goals, too. And when I say jealous, by the way, of not just you, um, I hope people don't get screwed that, like, I want to, like, place myself in her success. No, I would, like, <laughs> I would like for maybe one day for both of us to be successful. But for now, I'm just happy for her. So it's okay. Sure. So when I say jealous, yes, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. But this doesn't mean I want to take her place. I would like <laughs> catch up to her one day or, like, just be in the dust somewhere. So that would be nice. But um, no, I'm very no, very cool, very very fucking cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, or yeah, speaking of which, uh, just like Elizabeth Olsen and uh, people that you have worked with, Sienna Miller, uh, are is there an actor out there? Actor, uh, and I I like to say actor by the way. Um, whether you're a lady or a male or anything on the spectrum, uh, I I like to say what Whoopi Goldberg said. You guys are all actors. You guys are all actors, and. It's weird because if they ever do, like, just conjoin them and make it unisex, then there would be less women uh, getting it. So that would be very controversial. But I do all feel like – I do genuinely feel you all are actors. I like actor. I do. I like it. Cool. There you go. I'm glad I chose that then. There you go. I have actually had someone tell me, like, oh, by the way, your friend, this was like a secret DM thing. Not a secret, but, you know, when people – Are in your DMs too? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. Whoa, call back. <laughs> Uber Eats, Uber Eats, watch out. <laughs> I will not leave a review for that. <laughs> um, but it was one of those, you know, when you're not friends with someone and they're like, there's another place for them in your DMs. And every once in a while, I'll check that. Oh, general, you know, general of, and primary. Yeah, general and primary, yeah, yeah. It'll be like a person who I don't know being like, hey, what's That's up? That's definitely a, a very female thing to, to uh, because yeah. men, we're trash. We don't we don't have anybody. <laughs> we, like, accept everybody usually. And you guys are just like, this guy is creepy. He's going to stay yeah, in this section. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, but I had someone tell me, like, by the way, your profile says actor and it's actress, like, winky face. Like, oh, kind of cracked yeah, and I was like, okay, well, I'm obviously not going to react to you because – but it's also a weird thing to look in someone's profile and try to make that distinction, especially when it can be interchangeable. Uh, but I like actors. Because people, people – um, I mean, obviously, it's a podcast, and I'm, obviously, like, I'm promoting the guests, but I, you're my friend, so it's very natural to do so. But it's also very yeah. natural for some people – to try to equal you out, to try to level you down, to try to yeah. like bring you down a peg, um, just because, just because they're feeling like insecure about themselves. So For sure. they'll mosey on over to your page and like feel bad about themselves or yeah. And I, I don't, I, okay. So people can say that about me and I don't mind, 
uh, like LeBron James, for instance. I always root against him. I always root against him. And he made a comment one time, uh, I think when he was on the Miami Heat, and he goes, all you guys out there, Vince especially, um, you have to wake up the next – when you hate on me, when you try to aspire against me, conspire against me, you're still you the next day. <laughs> and I was like, damn, LeBron, fuck you, first of all. And second of all, you're right. <laughs> I'm never going to be you. As a matter of fact, they're like a year older or maybe like a year less. And I don't have $300 million in the bet. Well, actually, I think you have more than that. I think he's like getting close to like a billion status. This guy like makes so much money. It's like oh, a space jam. Like if you get a space jam named after you, you're pretty rich. You're right. pretty up there, man. You're pretty, it's safe to say that like, you know, you're pretty up there. Yeah. So yeah, that's how I feel about that. I don't. I don't feel like. Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to take anybody's place in that in that regard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. No, but I, I do like actor. Uh, I feel like I have an answer for you too, but I feel like. We'll yeah, who's the actor? Who is the actor that you would like to play with, either next or like the pinnacle? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, oh my god, I I I made it. Like, if I I was with a blank uh, in this movie. I co-starred or I worked with this director or I worked with like this person. I adapted yeah. this, uh, whoever you can diversify it. You can, you can make it funky. All good. I, I love Gary Oldman. Ooh. I, I, think I, don't th- that- I don't think his phone likes him very much, but yes, I like Gary Oldman too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I think he's a, a fantastic actor. And I actually, um, have you seen Mank yet? I have. It was excellent. I do agree that it should be an Oscar contender. I, I'm, yeah. a big, uh, I'm a big uh, Finch fan. I, yeah, I, I'm... Fincher, I, sorry, yes. Fincher. Fincher, I, I would love to work with him. Ooh, you'll, very, you'll be taking 90 takes a day, at least. He's very <laughs> particular. Yeah, yes. they said that the scene... Again, seven, not, took like no 120 at least. Yeah, but like the one scene where he has the long monologue, Gary Oldman does in the movie. Oh, and Mank, and Mank, yes. And I think it was an entire week they said that they shot that. Damn. Something like that. Oh my god! Well, that's perfect for Gary Oldman. Uh, him in the Darkest Hour and stuff like that. He he yeah. he, he reminds me. Um, not reminds me. They're pretty much counterparts. Uh, him and Daniel Day Lewis. I feel like yeah. they're very comparable in the roles that they take. No, no, I agree. I agree. Um, it, it is very. It's it's. That's a great choice. By the way. That I, what was that? That's a great choice, by the way. Oh, thank you. I I'm just trying to think of like what would my character be, and obviously that's so like a like nebulous thing to decide. But I mean. Do you Whatever. want to be Margaret? Do you want to be Margaret Thatcher? Do you want to like uh, be like <laughs> I'm taking this Winston? Winston, I got it from here. Even yeah. though there was a couple, of, even though there was a couple of prime ministers in between. Don't like don't right, don't, yeah. don't mind me. I'm as accurate as the crown. Sorry, my bad, my bad. Oh, <laughs> no, I love the crown. By the way, I like that they lie on that shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're lying too hard on Charles to be honest. But they're definitely lying. They definitely. Like, you can't get in like those like very intimate moments just from Diana's memoir. Like I'm like no right. way, no way. Yeah. Well, you I watch like, the Crown. No, I haven't watched it. Okay. I, I I hear like a lot of really good things about it, but I also read that like the the people or the producers for the Crown are like, hey, by the way, British people, like this isn't real. Like this isn't you know they keep being like they keep being like, oh, you're doing this wrong or this was incorrect, and they're like, once again. <laughs> This isn't real. 
we're fictionalizing. <laughs> so fun but, fact, the the actor that plays um, uh, Margaret Thatcher is Gillian Anderson. She mm-hmm. was in a relationship with the creator, and the creator was the husband of Margaret Thatcher in this latest season. So they were together. They were also together in real life, and he oh. casted her even while they were in a relationship, which was a perfect casting. He She blew it out the water. With yeah. uh, Margaret Thatcher, she's definitely getting an Emmy. There's no way she's not. Oh my god! You'll love it whenever you get into it. She's fantastic. She what? It, what? It, there was like a murder. Uh, murder ah, Stella Gibson. Stella Gibson. The Fall. Yes. Ah, I love that show. So good. So that was good. Before, that was before Fifty Shades of Grey, and I'm pretty sure they casted him because of that show. Yeah, I wonder too, because I'm always like, I wonder about like. I don't know. Now I'm bringing it back to Army Hammer, and I can't you're believe it. You're a real film buff. I love talking movies with you. Like, yeah. you, like I can I can mention like almost every movie, and you're like, yeah. Like we could like <laughs> like we would kill it at like six degrees of set, like uh, Kevin Bacon, like in like a trivia night or something. That would be so much fun. That would, I would love that. But also, I tend to like choke really. Me too. Really me too. Things like I was on a I my friend had a podcast, and it was supposed to be specifically for true crime. And it was like a quiz show, and I was like, "Oh, I know true crime." And then I went up there, I didn't get any answers right. <laughs> it was like I would have, I would have said Stabler for every answer. Stabler, <laughs> Stabler, <laughs> Stabler again. <laughs> no, I love true crime, but even that, it's kind of like Marvel. It's like, goddamn, like how many Law and Order episodes am I gonna watch? Well, how you're many- right. You're yeah, you're not wrong. I. It's true. But, do, but sometimes people innovated a little bit, like uh, Mindhunter, speaking of David Fincher, he did an excellent job with that. That's such Bring a, it back. That's what I know. And that's him. That's him. Um, but I don't yeah. blame him, though. I don't blame him. It's kind of like uh, Noah, um, what's his name, the guy uh, that uh, does the adaptation of Fargo. Um, he said the same thing. Like, um, we don't want to bring out um, the show when we don't have a real story. So right, David yeah. Fincher, he even said that he had to rewrite not even rewrite. He said there was no script. He said there was no script in season two. That he hated the edit so much that they were working without a script for many episodes because he had just scrapped it. And so not that they were like improving, like maybe they were, but like he, like he said they were. And he even said that he knows that he he knows he has a reputation of being difficult. And he said I don't. I think people need to you know have a break from me from that show because I really I really taxed a lot of people on that show. And yeah. I definitely can picture that. Yeah. I think that's great, though, to have that self-awareness to be like, you know, because I feel like a lot of really difficult directors are only talked about behind their backs. Or not behind their backs, but, like, without them in the room. And for him to know and acknowledge that and, like, work on giving people a break, like, oh, that's great. But, you know, I would love to see more Mindhunter. I get it, though. It's, I get it. Oh, yeah. Well, um, and, and I hate to get all, like, woke feminists on everybody, but I would like to know, is there an, a female actor out there um, that you would like to work with in, uh, in the future, too? Mm, that's, that's another great question. There are so many talented actors right now. Um, Absolutely. I totally agree. And, and like I said, even though they're not getting the awards they deserve, there's so many female directors out there. So, so yeah, so many. Um, and again, this is like pie in the sky, you know, because I can't, I don't know what the story would ever be, but Frances McDormand, like, nice. you know, Frances McDormand, go, oh my gosh, she's one of my so favorites. Good. 
she's so like she's so powerful um and she doesn't need she doesn't push anything like anything that she does in any of the scenes it's just real like it's like every scene in every movie I ever see her in it's she's just showing her humanity and I like that's all I want to do you know yeah, and uh, I she's won a few Oscars, and rightfully so. She's incredible. Um, three billboards, Fargo. I think the last time she won and the best picture won was Fargo, I think in 94. And uh, I know we're like uh, nitpicking now because that's what that's in the breath that she's in. She's in she's in that echelon. So you can't just be like, well, I just hope she wins. No, like you're like matching it up like, well, she won for best picture that year. So there's a big, strong chance. I haven't seen Nomadland, but there's a big, strong chance. I know she had a chance for three billboards, which I was my pick, by the way. I think uh, Shape of Water won instead, which was a good pick. Uh, Guillermo del Toro, I'm a big fan of yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was the winner that year instead. Um, but I definitely picked three billboards. And I have a feeling I'll be picking Nomadland, too, because I am a huge Francis McDermott. And one more question before we go, actually. Yeah. Um, what did you think about when she won last time, the writer clause? Oh, I oh. don't. What are you referring to? I don't. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she kind of laid back from it. She kind of laid back. So she hasn't really been promoting it. But when she won um, the Academy Award for three billboards, yeah. uh, Best Actress, uh, we, we say actor, but in the Academy, <laughs> they say actress. Um and again, she was my favorite. The the movie was excellent, so good. As a matter of fact, Woody Harrelson got robbed. Good job, uh, my man uh, Sam. Um, wow, how did I, not say, wow. How did I forget his name? I love him. He just won. He just won. But anyway. Oh, he's great, Jojo Rabbit. What is? It? Oh my God. I know he's amazing. Oh, oh. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Rockwell, yeah. Sam Rockwell. Uh, what was my question? Oh, yeah, so writer clause. So the writer clause is similar to what Regina King, like she's she's putting into motion without saying a writer clause, um, but she's just mostly saying it for female, which is obviously a righteous cause. You don't need to expand it any more than that. Women need to be more behind the camera. But as far as the writer clause is concerned, Michael B. Jordan is another uh, big uh, promote, uh, promoter of it. Um, it is to have uh, diversity in, in uh, at least – Hmm. I think it's 50%. At least 50% diversity in every facet of the production. Otherwise, she will not – and she said she doesn't do it anymore. But I think Michael B. Jordan still does it and a few other actors. They will not participate. They will not sign the contract for the film or the mm-hmm. project if there is not at least 50% diversity on set, behind the camera, in the camera. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't like, do it anymore. She doesn't. She uh, was in an article recently saying that she believes in the essence of it, but she said that put me in the category of one of those dumb rich people that just had a lot to drink and fucking just blabbed it out. She goes, I was talking about it with someone and I was very passionate and hearing it. And so I had a lot of champagne at the Oscars and I was very, cause I respect Francis McDermott. So I respect her candor. That's great. But I really was into it. I was like, what? Francis McDermott? I never heard of this. Blah, blah, blah. Like, good job. Like, righteous on. But I also appreciate, again, her refreshing honesty saying, like, yes, I still believe in the um, the base of it, the core principle of it. But I think I jumped the gun in trying to, like, make it a movement. Oh, that is interesting. I don't know. So, she, so she's still for it, basically. It's just something yeah. that... 
I'm not, not trying to get you in, in trouble with SAG, by the way. I'm not trying to be like, I'm not working with no, like, <laughs> but like, no, how do you feel about like Michael B. Jordan and people like Francis McDermott who were, you know, at least publicly promoting it at one time? Um, yeah. How do you feel yeah. about it? You don't, you don't actually have to like practice it in your own profession, but um, yeah. yeah how, do you, how do you feel about them doing it? At least? I think it's for sure like a, a like an important cause. Um maybe the only reason it wouldn't make sense for them is the logistics. And, and, you know, obviously there are only so many, even, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe as an actor that successful, like you can, you can say these things um, and make these requirements in your contract and that kind of thing. Um, But I feel like there's so much that's out of control of, even the actors, those big actors, um, that, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, it's really hard. I would do it. If I could, I would do it. There's no reason not to. There are enough talented people of all walks of life, of like all ethnicities, all backgrounds here. It, there's no, there's no excuse. There's not, it's not like, you know, it's a requirement for the Academy, by the way. I, it's funny that I mentioned that yeah. because that was not the requirement when she mentioned that. Uh, Oscar yeah. so white, all that, Chris Rock. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, so when she mentioned now, it's a requirement. It's not called the writer clause. Now, in order to be considered, you have to have a certain percentage of diversity. Yeah. So they're putting it into play. And I don't think it's like, a, like I don't think it's like all throughout the ballot yet. But in, yes. within a few years, they're going to solidify that, and it's and it's going to be a major requirement, which I don't think yes. is a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal to include people. To, there's, yes. Like you said, there's so many talented people. Um, right. I remember, and, I, and he's my favorite comedian. That's why I love to quote him. Um, he was like uh, Brad Pitt in The Mexican. He goes, that film, that was filmed in L.A. You couldn't find a fucking working Mexican actor out there? Like, that's mad lazy, and I agree with him. I agree with him. There's, um, I watched the show Atypical. Um, that's yeah. a pretty good show. And um, he is not on the spectrum in real life. Not to say that, like, people shouldn't play um, people um, with dis- uh, disabilities and shit like that. But um, at least try. At least try. Right. If, someone, if somebody was playing yeah. you, Serena, I would at yeah. least want them to, like, you know, hit some checkboxes of, like, who you right. were and not 100%. try to get, like, ScarJo playing you and shit like that. It's, I mean, she's gorgeous. Right. Don't get me wrong, but she shouldn't be playing you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that with that, if it whatever uh, iteration of it is out there, whether it's the writer clause or that requirement, like, I think it is important to have it just because like you see a lot of these big actors like Brad Pitt and Russ Norman, Scarlett Johansson, like you said, and they, they are there because they are commercially like beautiful to the industry, you know, like they will make you money regardless of what, like what the movie is or what the. That's why Tina Fey was sold. That's exactly why Tina Fey was in Soul. They could have had another black person playing that voice, but because and they even yeah. joke about it in the movie, like people feel comfortable with a middle-aged woman playing that voice. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I know she mentioned that in the yeah in the movie. Um. But yeah. So I think it is important to like. Okay. Well, let's let's figure out a way to represent other people, since obviously most of the big A celebrity actors tend to be like white cisgender. You know, like. It, it, I think it's important to do that because the the stack is so heavy 
on one side of like, you know, the Brad Pitts and the Jennifer Aniston, you know, they're already up there and they're going to make money no matter what, because people want them because they make money. And it's just like a back and forth of that. Um, So no, I totally agree with it. I'm, I have no problem with it. Hell yeah. (laughs) I think it should keep going. Great, great. And so uh, let's let's get out of here so that you can continue your acting career. We can't keep you here forever. You'll never get a gig ever again. Uh, <laughs> right? We're, we're gonna trap you here. You're just you're just and, and now you're our forever guest, and you just quit acting right now. Yeah. Shifting career right now. You got I'll the background for, for it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You got the background for it, right? You could do, you yeah. could do pot and all day with that background with your beautiful decor in your apartment. Congratulations, making that move. Um, yes, and thank you so, and congratulations again playing with these great heavy hitters. I, I, I don't expect anything less, uh, and I definitely don't expect anything less going forward. You're you're gonna make great moves. I hope to get you back on the show again one day. I don't, I haven't had anybody back yet, but you're somebody I would look forward to because um, I know you're gonna be doing great work to show off. And yeah. then you off great stuff here again. Henry Danger, um, Magic Funhouse. Um, the new movie that's out right now. Again, you can go rent that on Amazon Prime or Apple, or go to the movie theaters if you're gonna if you're gonna try to rough it out with a mask. Um, there are some states that are dumb enough to do that, but not dumb enough because I do want people to get some box office money in there for you and the people that you work with. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Is there anything else that you would like to say that we're missing? No, this is this has been great. I would love to be back on again and and have us talk movies. Yes, I know you're perfect to talk about movies. I said that before, and I really, really mentored. And I know. Uh, oh, I, I love that you said that. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it doesn't matter. Website, um, Instagram. Where can we find you? Where, where yeah. can we find you? And where do you want us want you to find you? Where, do, where should we look away? No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, don't look at my parlor account. I'm just <laughs> Um, I, you can find me on Instagram at Serena K. Laney. Um, right. I also have a website, serenalaney.com. Um, right. That's right. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter as much, but I do have a Serena K. Laney Twitter handle. I do. I follow you on there, yes. I nice. do have you on okay. Twitter. Yeah. yeah that's right. Ahead. That's right. That's right. Um, there were, like, actor shout-outs and stuff like that, and I was always liking them. I was like, yes, yes. You, I love that. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And it's Serena. Get on that. Why are you yeah. not a fan of her yet? That's, <laughs> that's how I do it, too. I'm just like this. When I read to it, I'm like, why, are you, why did you just do this today? What is wrong? <laughs> Your mouse is, like, damaged because you're it just, is, like, It is. I, I know. Oh, man, I feel bad for that mouse. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, anywhere else? Anywhere else? Are we missing anything? Is that it? No, that's it. That's what I All am. Right. Cool, cool. So you can find um, this episode. It's going to be on YouTube soon uh, this week. It's going to be on your favorite downloading streaming uh, channels, whether it's on Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio. We're on it all. SoundCloud. We try to do it all. We try to get it to you in your ears and your eyes on YouTube as best as we can. Um, on social media, we are still insane. Um, also, keep up NYC for Instagram. Keep up NY for Twitter. Keep up Shut Up as our Facebook fan page. Again, you can type in Still Insane and find me almost anywhere. I'm even on Pinterest. <laughs> I'm even on uh, the new Clubhouse app. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, someone invited, like, I think I downloaded it myself, and it was like, I don't think you were supposed to do that. Um, so now I got the invite. So when I click into the invite, I probably will have a better uh, success with that. 
Uh, so yeah, again, uh, catch us on social media. Catch Serena L. Uh, sorry, K. Laney. Sorry, Serena K. Laney on Instagram. Again, check out her studio um, that she shouted out. Which studio is that, please? Studio 24-7. Studio 24-7. Yes, they're getting her great work, so they definitely deserve that shout-out. Go on SerenaKLaney.com, SylvanSane.com. It's all the same. Getting really good content out there, guys. Um, here we go. You better shut the fuck up, listen up, and keep up with Serena Laney, our walk-up-in guest, and Sylvan Sane. Over and out, homies. 